everyone. Welcome to Hallmark Movie Drafts. I'm Lynn, your host, and with me as always is my dear friend and co-host, Aaron Beth. And before I start to talk about what tonight's draft topic is and who the panelists are, I just want to give a shout out to everyone who has been so supportive in so many ways to make what started out as a one-off Zoom meetup into a full-fledged podcast that we are celebrating its one-year anniversary tonight with this show. <clears throat> because Aaron Beth, it was actually last September when I first suckered you in <laughs> to doing this little idea that I had to have panels of double-deckers debate and create these top 10 lists for, for Hallmark movies. And Cue the Wind Beneath My Wings soundtrack. It's all because of my inspiration by Emily P, aka uh, Mrs. Walker, who I saw at Bramblefest 2022 with her Andrew Walker pillow singing karaoke with the real Andrew Walker. Well, I just went, what the holy hell is happening here? This has to be a thing. And I reached out to um, Daniel Thompson from Deck the Hallmark podcast, where we are all double-deckers. And I said, I love this other podcast show that's all about theatrical movie ranking. They, they don't do TV rankings. What do you think about doing an Andrew Walker draft? And he was like, hell yeah, I'm in. Let's do it. And that's how, that's how it all started. And um, it's been a year, right? The year has certainly flown by, for sure. Yeah, it's just been crazy. And during that year so far, um, from September to September, we've had 27 different um, double-deckers who have been on been on the podcast. Um, we've had uh, Dan and Bran and Brian from um, Deck the Hallmark podcast. And spoiler alert, Panda is coming up for the October draft, which is all about fall feels. Um, Ryan from the uh, Fast Fridays and the um, the Way Home podcast, and then Scott um, Scott from um, Christmas Morning that he does with Bran. He was a guest co-host. So by the time twenty twenty three ends, there will be about thirty two um, double deckers who have participated in Deck the Hallmark. So, listeners, what you can't see tonight as we're celebrating this is that we have um, some of those 27 double-deckers have um, joined us here virtually, of course, um, in the Zoom. Um, they're all muted for now, as opinionated as they are and as much as we love them, but they'll be able to chat with one another in the Zoom chat. At least that's the plan. I don't know. This may all crash and burn. Who knows? Um, and then at the end, once the final list is drafted, uh, they'll be able to unmute and um, share their thoughts on the, their drafting experience, on what this list was like, and all that good stuff. Um, so tonight, um, we're doing things a little differently. The theme is um, to draft the 10 best movies from, um, from When Calls the Heart, series regular lead actors. So to be eligible, for the actor to be eligible, they have to have like 40 episodes under their belt of When Calls the Heart, excluding the Christmas movies. Um, so that resulted in 12. Aaron Beth, do you, can you read off the names of the 12 actors that, that are eligible? Yes, it's um, a whopping list of 75 movies that are eligible. The actors were Aaron Krakow, Martin Cummings, Pascal Hutton, Jack Wagner, Kevin Smith, Lori Laughlin, 
Daniel Lissing, Ava Bourne, Andrea Brooks, Paul Green, Kevin McGarry, and Chris McNally. Yeah. And you can find um, you can find the 75 eligible movies on the Instagram, and you can find the list of actors on the Instagram as well. So um, this is the same project, uh, process that we used for May's um, The Way Home, 10 Best Memorable Moments draft that was done. Um, so basically, the panelists saw the full 75 list several months ago. They sent me their own personal 10 to 15 that they thought that you might play. Um, I was the only one to see that list. I then did a blind master back to everybody, uh, including Aaron Beth. There were no rankings. There was no specific order. Um, I threw in a couple of red herrings. So the list that they're actually working off of in good faith is 31, 31 titles, still with all 12 of those um, lead actors. And that includes the um, Pascal Hutton, Ryan Pavey movie, um, Fourth Love and Down, that just aired a couple of a couple of nights ago. So that's the state of play for right now. Um, so let's get to introducing today's panelists. Um, first up is Catherine or Kate. Kate is um, such a dear beloved member of the HMD family. Listeners, you'll remember her most recently from the epic Lacey's Chabert mega draft in July but she's also drafted in the Filmed on Location and the Christopher Palaha drafts. She's guest hosted several times as well. And behind the scenes, she has her patented BACA eligibility filter, which helps to ensure that the list of eligible movies that all the panelists get in advance is accurate, because if I did it, it would be wrong, like three quarters <laughs> of the time. Um, and also she's just super creative. And when I was trying to think of a special topic for tonight's draft, it was actually Kate who came up with the idea of why don't we use When Calls the Heart? And I said, I've never seen that show. It's nine seasons in and I will not be able to do this. And she's like, we'll just do the lead actors and we'll figure it out and we'll draft the movies that they're in. And so I really love that idea. So all, all credit goes to Kate if you love this draft and if you hate this draft, just blame me. Um, and if all of that isn't enough, Kate actually just created and launched our Hallmark Movie Drafts account on Letterboxd. Right, Kate? Tell us about it. I did, yeah. We um, decided for the one-year anniversary to do something special. So um, we created a Letterboxd account for Hallmark Movie Drafts. It's called Hallmark Drafts. So everybody should go follow that. Um, it's has every single eligibility list and every single final ranked list wow. from every episode that we've had of Hallmark Movie Drafts. And there's also a list of every single movie that has ever been eligible. Yeah, so. it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Erin um, Beth and I got a sneak peek before it goes public tonight. But after that, everybody will be able to find it. And I'll, um, I'll put the info in the show notes as well. So by the time this this airs um, on Saturday, all that information will be there too. So thank you, Kate, and good luck. You're coming into the game with a leftover veto from the crazy Lacey Chabert draft. I don't know how you managed to hang on to one, but you did it. So you'll get to use that in addition to whatever else you um, you keep, okay? okay? Next up is Jane, legend, with her premium goods background. I, I love it. it. <laughs> <laughs> so um so uh unlike dan and kate jane this is jane's first time drafting but she's been 
a guest co-host a couple of times, including right. including the epic Christopher Palaha draft where, you know, you're a super fan, you know him, you hang with him, you chat with him. <laughs> um, and the final list of 10 was so different from yours. It was 100% different from mine. <laughs> You were like, am I really a fan? What? <laughs> oh, I'm the real fan. Let's get it's <laughs> not gonna it's not gonna twist it. Y'all were wrong. <laughs> Gotta listen to it because Jane's little sidebar comments throughout the whole show are absolutely hilarious. But um when she's not helping us out here, Jane actually has uh her own Hallmark, her own Hallmark website and it's called hallmarkforallseasons.com. And she writes about Hallmark movies. She has her own rating system with scoring. There's a table up there. It's like, she was Brian Harold before Brian Harold was Brian Harold with the information <laughs> and everything else. And in addition to that, um, she created these bingo cards, these themed Christmas movie bingo cards. There's like 15 of different ones. They're beautiful. They're beautiful and they're funny. Um, they've got all the tropes on them. There's 15 that you can download. But Jane, when I went on to your site today just to double check things, yes. I noticed um, a deep lack of Hallmark movie information from the past couple of months. That is and correct. And now you are all about K-drama? That is correct. And explain yourself. <laughs> well, it's a long story, but it started back in January with my daughter. We were looking to find something to watch together. And she introduced me to a K-pop band called 17. And they have three or four years worth of content on YouTube, a TV show that they put out weekly. And I just found it really funny and quirky and fun. And back in 2018, I had watched a couple of K-dramas, but you know, while I enjoyed them, I didn't do a deep dive. But after watching Going 17 for two months, I was like, well, let me let me go ahead and watch a K-drama on Netflix and just see if they're as good as I remember from several years ago. Well, I watched a show called Crash Landing on You, and holy cow, that thing was amazing. And um, my ratio of English-speaking TV to Korean-speaking TV quickly changed and now I exclusively watch Korean TV. I don't watch any English. I don't watch Hallmark. I don't watch. I don't watch anything. If it's not in Korean, I have no interest. I canceled my direct TV. I only subscribe to Asian programming streaming services. And that's that's what I do. I and I have my soju here. I'm, I, I drink soju, which is their one of their uh, alcoholic beverages. And yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And so I... there goes Hallmark's movie ratings right there. Ah. Jessica in the well, chat fortunately, said, that's hardcore, Jane. That's hardcore. It is. Well, and I keep telling people K dramas are a lot like Hallmark. And, you know, they've got just as many tropes as Hallmark does. And you start to see the same things either being said or done in K-dramas that you do in Hallmark. They're just as fun as, as in fact, but yeah, they're just as fun as Hallmark movies. I love K-dramas. All right. We're going to check it out because you are never, you are never wrong. And speaking of, <laughs> never, speaking of being never wrong, Palaha draft aside, um, you were actually the guest co-host when Kate was drafting in Palaha and you were the guest co-host when Dan 
was drafting in the Battle Royale. So you've seen their gameplay. Are you nervous at all about um, drafting against them tonight? A hundred percent. It's one thing to watch. <laughs> it's one thing to watch or listen to this show, but to participate, holy cannoli. Yeah, I'm nervous. It's gonna be fun. You're gonna have a you're gonna have a blast. I I promise. And thank you for doing this because you had to watch these movies when you weren't watching home. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. My pleasure. I can't, I can't wait to see your list. And last but certainly not least is Daniel Thompson, who, unlike Kate and Jane, has clearly nothing to do and all day to do it. That's right. You would, think, you would think that he might, you know, get up off the couch and go coach a basketball team. But uh, no, not even that. Actually, <laughs> Dan is Dan from uh, Deck the Hallmark podcast and many other uh, shows in the Bramble Jam network. Um, you are much loved by all of the double deckers, every single one of us. And I am so thrilled that you were able to join us tonight for the anniversary show. I think this is your third, your third time in a year. So yeah, well done. happy, well, happy one year to Hallmark movie drafts. That's a big deal guys. It is. Like it uh, is. most podcasts don't stick around for a year. So good on you guys. And it's really entertaining stuff. And this is coming for me because I too only watch Korean TV as well. <laughs> I, I haven't watched a Hallmark movie in months. I've been phoning those takes in. I've been watching just Korean television and then I just kind of guess on my take. Um, See, Dan gets it. He gets it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm super excited to be here. I love this show and I love being on the show. Um, so I'm just, I'm, I'm thrilled to be here and I'm so happy that you guys have kept it going. And I hope I wish you as many years as you would like to do it because it's so much fun. So congrats guys. Thank you. Cause you were actually the first person that I reached out to right after Bramble Fest 2022 when I was talking about maybe, you know, I should do the Zoom with, you know, Emily and, and you were like, yeah, totally. I'm, I'm in. Oh, and, yeah. um, like, let's just, let's just do it. So it was really like, it was you and Emily and, and Jillian, Lady Panda, who's here in the Zoom That's as right. well, who did that first <laughs> epic Andrew Walker draft. It was just so much fun. And then, and then Bran, who, it was because of you talking about and being so excited about the the drafts a couple of months that we had, you know, a few under our belt. We're talking about it in a lunch with the boys and Brand's like, well, how can I listen to this? Why, why don't you make this a podcast? Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. So that's how we went from, you know, my little one-off Zoom fest to learning all about Anchor and Spotify and podcasting and um, doing this once a month. So thank you to everybody and, and all the double deckers who participated this past year and all the people who helped behind the scenes. So that's the end of the love fest. Now we're going to switch <laughs> to gameplay. That was a super long introduction. Um, but here we go. So to be eligible, as um, sort of said at the top of the show, the movies that we're drafting tonight have to feature one of the 12 lead When Calls the Heart series regulars that were mentioned earlier. Um, the movies have to have premiered on Hallmark or Hallmark Movies and Mysteries channel. Um, they do not have to be in Korean, Jane. So <laughs> these can be English-speaking Hallmark movies, <laughs> just so you know. Um, and again, there were 75 that were eligible. That list got culled down to 30 to 31. So let's talk drafting positions for this match. There are three of them. Drafter C picks positions 10, 7, three on the list and drafter C gets a veto card and one veto override card. 
Drafter B picks positions nine, six, four, and two. They get one veto card and one veto card only because they get four opportunities to get their title onto the onto the list. Uh, that's more than than anybody else. And drafter A picks positions eight, five, and the number one position. Uh, they get one veto card and a bonus veto card. So they get the number one veto, they get the number one pick, and they get basically two, two veto cards. And as I mentioned earlier, um, Kate has one extra unused veto from a previous match. So she'll get to use that in addition to whatever whatever um, vetoes come with her, uh, with her position. And Dan uh, has chosen out of the three that he is bringing into the game, he has chosen to keep the uh, one unused veto and one unused veto override. So if Dan ends up as drafter A, he can, everybody can be in serious trouble because he would end up with a lot of vetoes and a veto override and we can all call it a night and go That's home. That's right. We, uh, one can dream. You know, we got <laughs> We got to get this pumpkin movie on this list, guys, uh, whatever it takes. <laughs> If that's if that's three vetoes I, and a veto override, then that's what it takes. Okay. I wouldn't think so we're that gonna that's, grow a giant pumpkin and it's gonna be on this list. I wouldn't be I too sarcastic on that one if I were you. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Aaron, Beth, take it away. Rescue us with your trivia. Let's figure out who's gonna be first up to to uh pick their positions. Well, the three of you are veterans and have heard the rules over and over again, but just to um, make sure that you understand what they are and you do not get penalized, we will start with the rules. Number one, you cannot answer until I have finished asking the question. No jumping in before I have finished speaking. Number two, as soon as I finished asking the questions, just shout out your answer. Number three, I will tell you if your answer is right or wrong. If you're wrong, you cannot guess again until the other two drafters have made a guess. And number four, if I have to give you a hint or a clue that anyone can answer. So if you just guess correctly, incorrectly before the clue, it's okay to guess again right away. So is everyone ready and clear on the rules? We will start yeah. with the trivia. The trivia. I use Google Plus on this, so it's completely and utterly accurate. Airtight. Um, <laughs> number one, in the wedding cottage. What is the name of Vanessa's wedding guide book? This was a 2023 movie, guys. Wow, people. Really? <laughs> I am floored. I thought that we would have like, boom, right off the... I'm sorry. I don't know. That. Okay. I will give a hint. It is a wedding cliche. Uh, it's, I, it, I, I don't know why I can't remember it. Jessica's dying. She knows the answer. Oh, like something oh. borrowed. Oh. Jane is trying and to translate it from the Korean. <laughs> <laughs> we will move on to question number two. The answer was tying the knots. Ah, uh, of course. <laughs> and the, the people in the peanut gallery are, are just dying They're over dying. here. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> question Sorry. number two. In Hello, It's Me. What does Annie leave at James's house when they first meet? Oh. Catherine, Catherine got it. I'm sorry, I jumped in. <laughs> jumped in. Yeah, I think that's I, too early. I'm going to go with the wedding too, ring. Yeah, <laughs> she, she jumped in too early. Yeah. No, she can have, no, 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 no. She got it right. <laughs> I, Absolutely. I felt like I had said. No, she got it. <laughs> she got it. 100%. The, the t on the meat, but if and like I blame if, it on the if, line, if Dan was to steal it from Kate, then 
It's fair. I, I, I didn't follow the rules. It's fair. All right. All right. So Kate, you um, answered that correctly and saved everybody hopefully from three vetoes to Dan and we will move on to the next question. So Kate's taking A. <laughs> three, vetoes, three vetoes from Dan this should be like a movie. Yeah. Right yeah. I saw them live. You can, you can make it happen Kate if you take B or C. I mean listen. Hey, but like, I'll still get, about it. I'm still going to get either four picks and two vetoes and a veto override or three picks and two overrides and two vetoes. So I feel good about this. Yeah, no one needs to yeah, cry like, for Dan. No, no one, needs, one to needs to cry. No. All right, Jane and Dan, you are both still in this. All right. <laughs> so next question. In Growing the Big One, what is the name of the show Emma does live from the farm she inherits? Come on, Dan, it's your favorite movie. I watched it on YouTube and it was the, the speed wasn't full. And I just, it, no, I hated every second of it. Uh, but so much better than smooch. Like the speed was a hundred times better. Well, the, than yeah, smooch. yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. It's a green, it's a green, it's a green show. It's okay. I, the clue is going to be, it sounds very close to a popular Netflix series. Which I feel just handed it to you guys, and still the smoke from the ears. <laughs> I got nothing. I watched okay. it a long time ago. I, I just don't gonna, remember. We are going to move to um, the next question. The answer is green is the new black. Yeah. Was the answer? Come on, Dan, right. be better. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> how do, like, how do you say shut up in Korean? For the, for the answers. Just yeah, I didn't know that one. <laughs> I, yeah. I rarely get to question number four in the trivia. It might be a and long I night. love that it's on the year anniversary with veterans. <laughs> so that I'm getting clear to number four. All right. Number four. In the Christmas Shepherd, what is the name of the plant painted on Buddy's collar? <laughs> Mistletoe? That's totally a guess. Okay. Jane's wrong. Dan, you get a free guess. Um, Holly. You are correct. Oh. <laughs> I had a 50-50 chance. Yes. It is oh, Holly. That's what I'm talking All about. All right. Well, then it goes Kate one. Um Dan, Dan two and Jane three. And Jane three. Okay, Kate. So you get to pick. Do you want to be drafter A, B, or C? I was going to do it anyway. I'm going to be drafter A. Duh. <laughs> is, duh, yeah. You can't not, Kate. Come on. Kate is going to be drafter A. I'm so already means... having plenty of fun. If I was drafter A, it was Christmas morning. Like, I want to be very clear. <laughs> like, that would have been just the best. Kate's going to have picks eight, five, and one, and she gets, she gets, uh, a veto and a bonus veto plus the veto she's bringing in from the other game. So she has basically three vetoes. So Dan, do you want to be drafter B or drafter C? I would like to be drafter B. Not surprised. I am at yes. such a disadvantage here. <laughs> yeah. I got yeah. nothing. Dan yeah. is going to be drafter B. So he gets four picks. He gets nine, mm -hmm. six, four, and two. That comes with one veto. 
plus he has a second veto that he's carrying over from another game, and he has one veto override that's also a carryover. And Jane, I cannot say this in Korean, but Jane gets 10, 7, and 3. Jane, you're doing really well, though. You get a veto and you get a bonus. You get a veto override. So you're not doing too badly over there. But you get all the pressure because you kick off the list. But also with two veto overrides and six vetoes in play, this could be all night. We could be here (laughs) all night. And I'm here for it. That's right. That's right. Oh, yeah, my have... husband just gave me a hand signal. He's like, oh, no, you're not. <laughs> I only have one bottle of soju in here, so it can't be <laughs> Is that alcoholic? I don't know. It is what alcoholic. Is it? Yeah, what does it taste like? Is it like? <laughs> well, if you drink the plum kind, it tastes like Dimetap, which is pretty awesome. Perfect. <laughs> but I have the green apple. No, it's like a it's. If you're in Korea and drinking like their soju, it's like 50% alcohol and it's literally just like astringent. There's very little flavor. But here in the U.S., they sell flavored versions. I have green apple here tonight. It's only like 17 proof. It's not super strong. Um, So it's like drinking a bottle of wine. That's not not too bad. We've got um, Kate is drinking a bottle of not a bottle. She's got a bottle. Well, I am drinking bottle. a bottle. Well, I tonight, so I think I will go through the whole thing. <laughs> and then um uh Death the Hallmark producer extraordinaire slash Hallmark movie drafts official mixologist um Aaron actually created some themed drinks, some one calls a heart themed drinks for this. Um you'll see them on the Hallmark movie drafts Instagram. And I am drinking, I don't know, forgive me, one calls the heart fans. This is either the Nathan or the other guy. I can't even I don't even know his the name. Other guy. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. The other Lucas. guy. <laughs> Thank Perfect. you, Lucas. All right. And it's um champagne, um, chambord and uh raspberry garnish, which that's is the Nathan. Is that the Nathan? No, I yeah. think that's the Lucas. No, because <laughs> so, of all the drinks you listed, that was the only one that I probably would make for myself. So I remembered that it was. Oh, no. the there's some great bourbon ones. I know Dan and I yeah. like bourbon. So there's some yeah. really good bourbon ones in there and two champagne ones. So definitely check them out. And thank you so much, Aaron, for for um, doing this for us. OK, so just a couple more things. Um, we can take a break after the sixth position has been uh, locked in. If you need a break sooner, just just let me know. Um, Aaron Beth and I have a little host side hustle going on. So we have exchanged our own personal top 10 lists and we're going to see how many of our titles are on the final list. We win absolutely nothing, just just bragging rights. And last but not least, you guys all know that you'll DM me in some way in the chat. So not to everyone in the chat or message me, Dan, like you said, um, on, on my phone. And uh, that's where we'll get the titles. So um my list is in alphabetical order. So if it's a Christmas morning, please include um, the word a in it so I can find it faster. Okay, so buckle up, everybody. Here we go. Jane, you can DM me um, your pick for number 10 and we will get this party started. This is when it gets real, y'all. <laughs> Premium I don't, I don't want Dan to make fun of me this whole episode. <laughs> Don't I'm worry, sorry. he will. <laughs> oh, I know I would, he will. I would never. Oh my gosh. My first one, That's and I'm true. already nervous. All right. I sent it we, to you in Messenger, Lynn. You sent it to me in Messenger? Okay, yeah. great. We do not pick shame here on Hallmark Movie Drafts. No. 
We don't pick shame. <laughs> Nobody never. would be picked. Never. There's no pick shame. No, never. we do not pick shame. <laughs> and I just want you to know, um, Emily, Mrs. Walker wrote in the um, wrote in the trap in the trash in the <laughs> chat. Okay, I've, I haven't even had one drink yet. Um, when I said that this can't be possibly longer than you know anything, she's like, "Oh God, it, please don't make it be longer than Lacey Chabert draft that she was in because that was that was a marathon and a half, but it was so 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 much so much fun." All right, here we go. So Jane has offered up a movie from 2018. It stars uh, Daniel Lissing and Brooke Dorsey, and it's Christmas in Love. So Ellie Hartman, who's Brooke, is an aspiring crafter working in her small town's bakery making famous Christmas Kringles. Kringles. And when the new bigwig city CEO, Nick Carlingson, Daniel Lissing visits the bakery. He arrives filled with modernization ideas destined to lay off many employees. And during his visit, Ellie is to teach Nick how to make a Kringle. Kringle. And she's determined to show him it's the people who make the business a success, not the machines. Jane, why do you like this movie at number 10? Um, I really I liked so I liked this movie the first time I watched it but I liked it more the second time I watched it and then subsequent years after that I think Brooke Dorsey is charming in this movie I think Daniel Lissing is pretty good in this one it's not my favorite of his but he's enjoyable in this as well it's got all the tropes you love it's got the making wreaths at the dining room table it's got the baking scene you know it's it's got a little bit of everything and, you know, of course, the classic Kringles that made all the double deckers be super obsessed with getting Kringles all year long. Um, I just think it's a charming, sweet Christmas movie and surprisingly one that I've watched every year since it came out. So I thought it was worth being in the top 10. Those are all great, great reasons. Who doesn't like watching Daniel Lissing, right? Um, yeah. Kate, do you like Daniel Lissing at number 10 with... Uh... Christmas and love your yeah, first step um, in the veto order. I, this one didn't make my top 10, but yes, I like Daniel Lissing and there is no universe that you will find me vetoing Naughty Jack. So <laughs> I'm fine with it. <laughs> You're fine with it. Well, um, we know, we know Dan, Dan will, Dan likes to rate and rank and maybe rant. So Dan, what are your thoughts on uh, Daniel Lissing and Christmas in Love at number 10. Oh, this movie's bad. Uh, the The thing about this draft is, is that there are, there are five movies I feel pretty strongly about, and then the rest of them uh, are different shades of awful, in my opinion. And so um, this was, this barely cracked my top 20. However, the difference between number 20 and number 12 I think is virtually nothing. Um, and I did not watch this again. Um, and if we were doing a ranking of important DTH episodes of movies, this would probably be in the top 10 because it spawned a whole like thing. Um, but I really don't, I really don't like this movie. And then I was like, maybe I was too hard on it. And then I heard the plot surmised. And then I heard all the things Jane liked about it. And it reminded me that I really don't like this movie. Um, and, and, the other problem is, is that there's 31 movies. So the chances, if I veto, like if I had three vetoes, I would veto it. I'm just letting you know right now. I would veto it if I had three. At two vetoes, 
if I veto it, the chances she puts the thing on there that I want is not very high. It, it like the, the 10th pick is virtually a freebie here. We're not even with Kate at 10, unless it was like her bottom three or four, she probably wasn't messing with it. And so I, I, we do this every time. And this is why I end up holding my vetoes is because we get to the top five and we all have the same five. And I always look back and go, why didn't I veto at eight, nine and 10 when it mattered? And so I really want to veto it, but I'm trying to protect one movie that I'm not sure everyone loves as much as I love. Cause I didn't watch it until this show. Like I watched, there's one movie on this list that it was new to me. And I, I actually, I would not say that I would like it on the podcast, but it's one of my favorites on this list, if not my favorite. So I'm, I, I don't know how you guys feel about it. I have no idea. I've not heard from anyone. I talked to producer Aaron and her, what she thought about these movies was completely different than me. So I, I all that to say, I, I have picked six, four, and two. Those are the three I have. You nine, have nine, nine six, six four, and, four two. and two. I have nine, six, four, and two. Mm -hmm. So I have four of the nine after this. You have nine. You you get to pick the next one, and then three yeah. more after that. You have two in the top five. Come on, Dan, it's my first one. And yeah, just let, just keep just in mind. Keep let in her mind. have it. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. I get one. Yeah. I'm just, I, like, good gosh, guys, Christmas. We're doing it. It's a good freaking Lord. Kringle Christmas, factory. Christmas and love. Congratulations, Jade. It's locked in at number ten. Even if Dan vetoed you, just a reminder that. Just because it's vetoed doesn't take it out of the game. Anyone can play that same movie higher up. That's so right. good call in not in not <laughs> um, <laughs> vetoing it. And Jessica is saying, way to guilt, Jane. <laughs> yeah. That's my superpower. All right. We we are going. We're we're going here. So um Jane is locked in at number 10 with Christmas in Love. So Dan, you can send me your pick for number nine. This should be. This should be interesting. Okay, I have Dan's pick and he has chosen, he has chosen a movie from 2019. It stars Aaron Krako and Luke McFarlane. It's Sense, Sensibility and Snowmen. And this is a very loose modernization of Jane Austen's Sense and Sensibility, very loose. Very, um, very, hanging by a thread. That's right. Um, it falls into a popular uh, Hallmark movie trope, party planning. Ella Dashwood, that's Erin, and her sister Marianne, that's Kimberly Sustad, um, are huge Christmas enthusiasts. They own a party planning business. I can't believe you picked this movie, Dan. Um, one of their new clients is a toy company, and they don't see eye to eye with Edward Ferris, who's Luke McFarlane, the company's um CEO. And this movie was actually ranked seventh in the Luke McFarlane edition draft that we did back in November. Dan, you hate party planning movies. Why yeah. did you pick this one at number nine? It's a great question, Lynn. I don't like this movie. I, I don't think that Aaron Krako and Luke McFarlane have any chemistry. He wears a really unfortunate hat in this movie. Uh, Krako is going through the motions at best here. Um, the reason, and remember, basically from, if I'm being honest, basically from not eighth or maybe even seventh, maybe even sixth, basically from six to 11 are all in the same boat to me. And the reason I, this one ended up as nine on my list. So I'm giving you nine on my list for the ninth pick 
is because of the chemistry between Aaron Krako and Kimberly Sustad, which I think is great. They're doing this fun, quirky, not seen in Hallmark a lot sister thing, and that's fun. The rest of this movie is a is a slog for sure. Luke McFarlane, Aaron Krako don't work well together, but Krako and Sustad would watch a movie where these two sisters are trying to do something and like make it in the world or whatever you want to call it. So in looking at the list of movies I have in front of me in that like six to 12 range, the reason this hit nine was because of th those two, not because of the lead pairing in the movie It's generic. It doesn't do much else. Right. But it does do that. Right. And it has some actual laughs in it. And that's why it got nine on my list. Okay. Well, that makes sense. So Dan's basically saying that um, with any luck, he's going to get two points out of this play because as you know, you get, the players get one point for every one of the titles on their personal list that makes it onto the final list. And they get an extra point if it's in the same position that it ends up on the final list. So he had some strategery going on there, I think. <laughs> um, Kate, you're first up in the veto order. Uh, what do you think of Sense Sensibility and Snowmen at number nine? Yeah, I think my notes are what you said. The only good part about this is Sestad and Krakow. And that is not enough to have this on the list. You're pulling a veto from me real early, but this is a boring party planning movie and it's not Aaron's best work and it doesn't belong on the top 10 list. So I'm using a veto here. Veto down. All right. So Kate uses one of her vetoes. She still has two vetoes left. So um, Dan, I need you to send me another pick, please. Dan can still play this movie higher up if he chooses. So can James. Sounds like he really okay. loves it and will play it higher. So I'm <laughs> really worried about that. There's a lot of passion there. I mean, you All know, right. it's I, I, my sixth in this is there's not a whole lot of difference. There's a little bit of difference, but not a whole lot. So Dan was talking about some movies that he feels really strongly about. I always have my um, Austin absolutes. For I these. love that. So I have five Austin that's. Austin absolutes that just have to be on this list. They're not necessarily my personal favorites, but I think they're the ones that um, are universally loved. It was easy for me to put to put my first eight onto this list, um, but I really struggled for like nine and 10 on my own personal list. So I want to get everybody's thoughts as how hard it was to put this list together as we as we go through the game. Because um, I'm just really curious. It was It was a challenge to come up with to come up with 10. So I have Dan's uh, replacement pick for number nine. He has chosen a movie from 2016. It stars Daniel Lissing, Jessica Lowndes. It is A December Bride. Layla's ex-fiance is marrying her cousin and Layla doesn't have a date for their wedding, which she is dreading. Although Seth, Seth Murphy is the one responsible for introducing her cousin to her fiance, Seth is Daniel. Um, she begrudgingly accepts his offer to be her date since she's out of options. Seth gets carried away at the wedding reception and announces that he and Layla are engaged, forcing a mortified Layla to keep up the pretense. Dan, why do you love this incredible movie? At number nine. <laughs> this is the one we did for our LA live show. Um, and I remember watching it and it is, a, it is an absurd piece of cinema. Um, it is crazy. 
that she has to get married in the same December that the, all of this happens. And some of the like machinations of like the apartment hallway don't make a lot of sense. Um, but these are two really hot people doing really hot things. Do you know what I mean? Like they're, they're just <laughs> like, they both are very attractive and um, it is a different plot that I have to be a December bride. That's crazy. Uh, right. And so, um, you know, it's an absurd movie. I, 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 I not, I don't have a lot of defense for it. Um, but I, I, I mean, you know, if you, I think it belongs in the top 10 of the 31 movies we were given, I'm not trying to play a fast one. I think it belongs in the top 10. So here we are. Here we are. Hey, are we here? Are we here with a December bride at number? She nine? said she would never veto Mountie yeah. Jack. She just said it. She I'm, did. I, I'm on the record stating that. So I, of course, would not veto this. This is the Daniel Lessing movie that I think should be represented on this list. It's ridiculous. It's so stupid. And I love it. I watch it <laughs> often. So it definitely belongs on the list. Um, yeah. No All right. It's safe from Kate. What about you, Jane? It is 100% safe with me. I had it higher on my list. I love this movie. Yes, it's absurd. It's absurd. But holy cow, I love this movie. And um, I still, to this day, when I sing Deck the Halls, I do it the awful Daniel Lissing way. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. That's the version that is in my head every Christmas season. I so, think it's a great version. I, I think fully it's support <laughs> Well, we're waiting for um, well, we're waiting for Kate to send her number eight pick. I did the um, fake relationships draft, so this movie was one of the eligible titles, and I adore this movie. Um, Aaron Beth, how do you, how do you like this movie? Before the fake relationship draft, I could not stand this movie, <laughs> but when I watched it, I was like, I hate the cousin, I hate the aunt. But oh my gosh, when he picks her up and carries her into the house, what was like every part of my little frozen heart of hate for this movie. I'm like, where I don't remember seeing that the first time. I I love this movie. And I've watched it several times since. Love this movie. I think it's it should air on this list. And I don't remember when it was, Dan, but when you guys did the interview with Daniel Lissing, I don't even remember the year, but where you had like the steamy stare contest. Yeah, the smolder with him, off. Yeah. The smolder off. Yeah. I, and I, to be fair, I also, this was also higher on my list than nine. I want to be very clear. Um, okay. So it went in my rankings, even though I find this movie absurd and not worse. I mean, if you have uh, Austin's absolutes, I can have De Dan's definites. I have five that I just <laughs> thought were like, it isn't in those five, but this movie was higher than, than nine for me point of clarification is it dan's definite dumpster fires no no, no just definite <laughs> i i can't imagine and you know what's wild is is that uh of those movies i, I don't know if all five are going to make the list i honestly don't know how people feel like two of the movies in the top five i know are like minted clap like people love them but Three of them, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be on the list at all. So I'm fascinated to see what happens. All right. I have Kate's pick for number eight. She has chosen, she has chosen a movie from 2014. It stars Martin Cummins, Terry Polo. Um, Martin Cummins plays Mark. Terry Polo is Sally. It's The Christmas Shepherd. This is directed by um, Terry Ingram. 
The Christmas Shepherd is a story about a widow of a veteran. Her name is Sally Brown, who is a published children's book author. And after her husband dies, she is left with just Buddy, his German shepherd. And after a severe storm, Buddy runs off, setting in motion a series of events um, that are sure to unite more than just Buddy and Sally again. So um, some dog and pet lovers tend to not love this movie. Um, one reviewer on IMDb succinctly put it, it's about a selfish father and daughter that refuse to turn a return a dog to its rightful owner. But another um, IMDb re user review called it um, When Buddy Met Sally. So, <laughs> so everyone's all over the place on this movie. Kate, tell me, tell us why you like um, The Christmas Shepherd with Martin Cummins. So that is the main reason, Martin Cummings right there. Like it's, the movie's okay. It's very schmaltzy, like dramatic, overly dramatic homework. Um, yeah, the dog's cute, but the real reason to watch this movie is Martin Cummings is like completely swim worthy in this movie. He's looks great. He acts He's great. He's hot, man. Yeah. I and, might watch When Calls the Heart for just, this guy. And so that's the, the, the thing here is we're making the best When Calls the Heart actor list. He is the second, according to IMDb, second most episode credited actor. Wow. His one movie that's eligible belongs on this list. So there you go. <laughs> that's right. He only had he only had one. I have to tell you, it was the first time that I had ever seen it, and I was getting very anxious. I had a lot of anxiety watching this movie <laughs> when um when Buddy was was lost and running away and um and I watched it back to back with another movie I hadn't seen before. I hadn't seen this one. And I watched it back to back with Hello, It's Me. And, you know. Boy, what, what a <laughs> double feature. Yeesh. Do not recommend that double feature. No. No. <laughs> no. All right, Dan, you're, you're first up in the veto order. What do you think of Christmas Shepherd? Uh, yeah, I I uh, I think I'm going to leave it where it is. I had a little bit higher um, on my list. This movie is a absolute it's an absolute paradox because why are you leaving your dog outside in a storm when you know that it, that is storm is coming and you act like you love your dog? Why are you not giving this woman her dog back? That is part of her family. Her son is overseas. Why aren't you being honest with your daughter? All of that made me really angry. However, Kate's not wrong. Martin Cummins is great in this movie. I was watching this movie going, why isn't this dude doing more of these movies? He's a revelation. He's so, so, so good. The movie is so melodramatic. I love dogs. I have two German Shepherd mixes at my house. I, I couldn't believe how this dog was used as a pawn in this movie, and it made it, me angry. But Martin Cummins is giving a better performance than most would give, given the character. And so... The more I think about the movie, the more I have it probably too high on my list. And so I'm kind of happy at eight. Maybe I would have liked it at seven, but I, I you know, I, it's on here. I think it deserves to be on here and I'm I'm happy with it at eight. You're happy with it with eight. Actually, yeah. I think almost all of us might, uh, people that I see on the screen, I think a lot of people that are here tonight have dogs or a dog for, for a pet night. Wonder if you felt as anxious as I did. I don't have a, we don't have a dog. We have a cat, but I had a German shepherd growing up and it was, um, it was a tough watch for parts of those scenes where he is not at yeah. home yeah. with Sally. It was for really sure. hard to see. Yeah. So Jane, 
what do you think of the um, Christmas Shepherd um, at number eight? It did not make my top 10, but I understand why it would be on other people's top 10. Um, yeah, the whole dog thing is what made it shoot quickly down below top 10. Um, I agree that Martin Cummins is a fantastic actor in this. Um, I suspect that's why he's also so beloved on Wind Calls the Heart is because he has he has proven that he has range mm -hmm. and isn't always the villain, you know, and is able to play. You know. I won't veto it. I don't think it deserves to be top 10 just because of all the dog issues, because I, I am a vehement dog lover. Um, but I, I'm okay with it being in the top 10. Yeah, they, they might have lightened it by having the dog talk, maybe, but I think that would have taken <laughs> the direction. Can you Not imagine? Can you imagine? Is Eric if, McCormick like, available? Yeah, David Schwimmer <laughs> voices the dog, <laughs> Buddy the dog. Good, he good practically <laughs> did. He like pushed it, the tablet underneath the Christmas tree as if, you know, he knew exactly what would happen. <laughs> there are, just to reassure people, there are some, there are some really beautiful moments in this. Yeah, in this, it's yeah a very for sure. Poignant for sure. movie. If, if you don't cry a little bit at parts of it, um, I don't know. That you won't for cry at anything. Yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, the, whole thing. the ice skating scene was really great with the two of them. And that's, yeah. you're, you're right. They should really use him as a lead more often. It's sad that this is his only leading yeah, role. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Jane, we are at number seven, believe it or not. While uh, Jane is sending me her pick for number seven, let's just do a state of the list here. We have Christmas in Love. That's uh, the Daniel Lissing movie at number 10. A December Bride. Um which is also Daniel Lissings. We have back-to-back -back Daniel Lissings at number nine. At number eight, we just locked in Kate's pick, The Christmas Shepherd. And Jane is going to send me her number seven. And Jane has chosen a movie from, I think it's 2015. Uh, it, stars, it stars Paul Green, Candace Cameron Bure, it is a Christmas detour. An anxious bride to be, Paige, that's Cameron, that's Candace, uh, is desperately seeking, desperately trying to get to her fiance during the Christmas season to meet her future in-laws for the first time. Uh, she throws in with a broken-hearted guy, Dylan, that's Paul Green, and a married couple, Frank and Maxine. Um, for an emergency ride to New York when their flights get canceled due to a massive snowstorm. And throughout this snowy madcap journey, the foursome finds plenty of surprises. And Marcus Rosner um, co-stars in this as Candace's... Uh, the bad yeah. boyfriend. The yeah. bad boyfriend. <laughs> Jane, why do you like A Christmas Detour at number seven? This one, so 2013, 14 is when I started watching Hallmark movies, but 2015 is when I went all in on Hallmark Christmas movies. And this is one of the first ones that I just fell in love with. It's very cheesy, but Paul Green is very handsome in it. And um, plot holes galore, but I don't care. Um <laughs> I I just really enjoy this movie. This is another one that every year I DVR it so that I can watch it. Or if I am flipping channels and I see that it's playing, I don't care if it's only got 15 minutes left. I'm going to watch the rest of it. 
Um, I just I have a fondness for this movie more than some of the other Hallmark Christmas movies. So I just I really love this movie. I will share very briefly. I love this movie, too. It was the first Hallmark movie that I ever saw. Um, and it also is an experience that I sort of had. I had a flight um, trying to come home from a conference that got delayed in New Jersey at Newark, an airport that I particularly hate. Um, a huge storm and I needed to get back home and I was already married but I hitched a ride with two male strangers all the way from New Jersey in a snowstorm back to Manchester New Hampshire and it was it was a great time and I <laughs> love this movie to no end so um, no pressure there Kate what do you think <laughs> of this movie okay so <laughs> I'm I'm very I'm torn this movie is much higher on my list. It's it's higher on my list as well, but since I only have three picks and y'all have vetoes galore, I was like, <laughs> you know what? Let me go ahead and play it now so that I have a voice. <laughs> that's a yeah. that's a it's a it's a pick that is is a fascinating. Go ahead, kick. Sorry. I know, and that's see, that's what makes me nervous. Is I did re-listen to the DTH review of this movie after <laughs> I watched it, and I know how Dan feels about it. But I also know that's how Dan felt about it years ago and that you have come around on some movies in recent times, but I'm nervous this is not one of them. Um, <laughs> I think I'm going to leave it just because I would like it to be on the list no matter what, even though I'm just going to say it, it's my number one. Um, I love this movie. I think Frank and Maxine are some of the greatest supporting characters in Hallmark history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I love them. Amazing. I think they're great. Marcus Rosner is the king of the Baxters on the Hallmark Channel. <laughs> Barbara Niven as his Baxter mother was amazing. And let's not forget, Marcus Rosner played the Baxter in season two, everyone's favorite season of When Calls the Heart. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, yeah. That's the good stuff there. Yeah, uh, there's another reason <laughs> that this should be on the list. Wait, Kate, it's your number one and you're going to leave it at seven? Yeah, because I'm nervous about you. If <laughs> if I try to put, like, I don't know if you're going to use up your other vetoes before we get up there. You and have, I have the first one that pick. I also really, really love that I'm okay, also okay yeah, with. But you have the first. You have the first pick. You got the first oh, pick. This Lynn, could be Austin's absolutes are trying to swing. Yeah. <laughs> I won't try to persuade you, but you do. You've got a lot of wiggle room. You've got still five and one. So play your heart. If you want to leave it, we can totally I, leave it, and I, we can I, go to number I six. Like I I love that it's on the list. I love this movie. It's like classic Hallmark screwball. There's another movie that I also wouldn't mind being at number one, so I will leave it there. Okay. Kate says, "No." I got to be honest. This movie is is in my in in Dan's definites. It, it is it is not it is not a movie that I um, loved when we reviewed it. I still don't love it. But on this list, this movie is a minted classic. Yes. I mean, it's Ron Oliver directing a screwball road trip comedy with Rosner and Niven and and Paul Green kind of at virtually the height of his powers and a a tolerable CCB. Um, This is a movie that was definitely in my top five. And I am not going to veto this movie because I am now 
fascinated by two things. One, what in the holy fire you guys think belongs in the top five? If if Christmas Shepherd and Christmas Detour are not in there, what belongs in there? And, and, and so that's number one. And two, I know that I get three of those last six picks. And so I I I have a movie that is like I'm a champion of and and I'm not sure it I don't know where anybody anybody else thinks of it. And so I'm kind of like trying to save all of my ammunition for this movie that I I don't know. I don't know what you guys think of it. I don't know anything. And so I'm not going to veto this movie. It belongs on the list. If you made this list and this movie wasn't on the list, I don't think it would be an authentic list. And, and I am not a huge, like this is not my jam necessarily, but I can recognize that for people that love this genre, how important this movie is. And so the fact that we're playing it at seven, I'm all for chaos and holy cow, (laughs) are we going to have some chaos coming in hot here? Because I, I, I didn't think we would get to Christmas shepherd or Christmas detour before four. I honestly didn't think we we would get there before four. I had a Christmas detour as my number three. Okay. All right. But, but because I have so little power, I yeah. was like, you know what? I need to go ahead and try and get my all-time faves on the list on the off chance that you, Dan, That's are right. the spoiler because yeah. you keep talking about how I don't think anybody's going to have my movies on here. Well, I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know yeah. if people love these yeah, movies. this is your fault. And, and I, and, and I, <laughs> did you, it, Jane, you, you played Christmas Detour at seven yes. and we're going to keep it at seven. So. There it is. It's on the list. It's on the list. We did it. And, I and would just fun. like to say that, that Jane can self-veto herself. You should see the comments in the chat. <laughs> the cell timeout. You can veto your own pick. That's terrible. You that can't. can't be- yes. Brand Brand has done it. it. And that's so stupid. Yeah, Brand yeah. did do it. Yeah. 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 Brand did it because he tried to trick people into using their vetoes and that's couldn't right. handle yeah. that movie being on yeah. the list. Mrs. Walker says Emily says Kate did it too. Yeah. Or was she talking about it's Kate's well, fault? Jane's got one on Jane's number. got one veto. If she's gonna use it at seven to veto her own pick, then God love her. Go ahead. <laughs> I'll put Christmas right. Detour at six just to see the chaos. Oh, <laughs> Lady Panda comes back. <laughs> I will right. not be I vetoing think, um, myself. Okay. I think we've got a Christmas Detour locked Man. in at number seven. It's that shocking. That is wild. That is wild. I'm just telling you all, if Sweetest Heart gets played in the top five, I am throwing my laptop. Let's go. <laughs> Some people just want to watch the world burn. Seriously, uh, burn right. it down. Okay, That's Dan, right. it's all up to you for number for number six, so we can see what is happening here. All right, Dan has chosen a movie from 2023, y'all. It's a 2023 movie, and it stars Aaron Krako, Brendan Penny. Um, this is a Terry Ingram movie as well, director. Um, Aaron is Vanessa, Brendan is Evan. Vanessa's fledgling company, what's the name of her company again? Tying the knot. the name of the catalog, I know that for sure, yep. <laughs> oh my God, it's all about all things wedding related. She's launched a contest to promote her business and the prize is a wedding of the couple's dreams. The winners have chosen a special wedding cottage, but the guide, you know, Vanessa's guide is outdated and the cottage is run down and no longer in business. So Vanessa has to convince the new owner, that's Brendan Penny, 
um, an uninspired artist who just wants her to leave him alone uh, to let her renovate the cottage and host the wedding. And all with a tight deadline since the groom's next military assignment is blooming. And you can pretty much guess what happens, but there it is. Dan, why do you like this? Yeah, Wedding so cottage for I wasn't as high on this movie as everyone else that I work with. Um, but the chemistry is undeniable. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful movie to look at. Um, it's directed well, it's shot well, which isn't always the case in these movies. Brendan Penny has really come into his own as an actor on this network. Um, and their chemistry is great. Uh, so, and it was a little, it was different enough. I think is, is the other thing for me is, it is, it has some tropes in it, but it was different enough with this quick renovation and him kind of be the, being this recluse. He's a bad recluse, but he's a recluse. Um, and so, yeah, I felt like it belonged on this list because I think it's well-made and I think they have good chemistry. And and for those two reasons, I, uh, I had it on my list. Okay. Those are Dan's reasons to have the wedding cottage at number six. Kate, are you going to let Dan keep this movie at number six? Yeah, it was my number four, so it doesn't make sense to use a veto to move it up any further. I did really love this movie. I think it's one of Aaron's best. I think they had great chemistry. It definitely belongs on the on the list. So number six is fine. I'm, I'll leave it. Okay, she's fine with it. What about you, Jane? What do you think of The Wedding Cottage at number six? I and that Craco Penny. I need to be honest here. I did not watch this movie. Therefore... <laughs> I have no comment. I'm fine with it being in the top 10. Because I, why, Jane? Why didn't you um, watch this movie? Because it wasn't Drama. in Korean. <laughs> it was not Korean. Because it was not Korean. I'm going to go with not Korean. Um, <laughs> no, I just, I had it on my DVR and I just never got time to watch it. <laughs> so, But it sounds fantastic. <laughs> Great, Jane. I might drop him. <laughs> Jane, I have a surprise for you. Brendan Penny is on the line. He's on the line. We got him. Wow. Go ahead. Brendan, what's up, buddy? I'm sorry. He got to go. Sorry. Oh, no. Did he drop? Oh, jeez. After the 20-minute intro and everybody missed all the trivia questions. Okay, so we have the wedding, the wedding cottage locked in at number six. How are you guys doing? Do you want to take a break? I would. Keep- uh, I'm going to get a break so I can go grab another drink real quick, if that's okay with you guys. Yeah, that's totally fine. Perfect. So I'm going to pause Thanks. it. Okay, so let's see. Where do we leave off? Dan was the wedding cottage at number six. So Kate, you can send me your pick for number five, which you have done. Okay. Kate has chosen a movie from 2019. It stars Kevin McGarry and Jen Lilly. Kevin plays Elliot. Jen plays Cassie. It's Winter Love Story. And it goes like this. When first-time author Cassie Winslet is paired with successful author Elliot Summersby on a road trip to promote their books, she learns to believe in herself and her talent. She also finds truth in the old adage, you can't judge a book by its cover. As she finds herself falling for the guy she thought to be pompous and full of himself when they first met. Tell us about this movie and why you love it for number five. So I'll go on the record officially. I am team Nathan. I have always been team Nathan, even before the 
developments this current season of When Calls the Heart. And the main reason I have always been team Nathan is because of Kevin McGarry and is because of this movie. He is so great in this movie at balancing like the kind of like cocky, famous, like author with also just like the down to earth writer that goes on a road trip with Jim Lilly in the snow and his cute dog Bungie. And it's a cozy and romantic movie. And it's everything you could ever want from a Hallmark road trip movie. And it absolutely belongs on the list as Kevin McGarry's best performance. Very definitive. That's a <laughs> baka or bust, I think. <laughs> that's my that's mine. Yep. That's yours. Uh Dan, what do you what do you think about Winter Love Story? Yeah, thanks. I hate it. Uh <laughs> I uh this is full disclosure. Uh so Lynn asked for us to turn in our top tens. Um because it's based upon how many we get on that list as if we win or, or whatever. And yeah. I said, so strategically, the list I hand you shouldn't be my list. It should be the list of the 10 that I think will make it on this list. And so on the 10 that I handed Lynn, I included Winter Love Story because I watched the movie uh, this week. I, I This is a movie that was in the winter of 2019 when we weren't covering all the films yet. And I hear people talk about it all the time. And I watched it this week and I did not like this movie. I found it cloying. I found it annoying. I did not think it was Kevin McGarry's best performance. They're doing this poor woman that's written a novel wrong by having her book signing the same day as this mega author that they're trying to make a rip off of game of thrones like they couldn't make it more obvious like this is in the final season of game of thrones and he can't he's got writer's block and it's so like it's so like ham-fisted and terrible and it it drove me nuts uh they do have good chemistry they do um i don't want this anywhere near the list and, and the thing that i have to reckon with is um one, I could veto it and Jane could override it. And two, uh, I could veto it and, and Kate could put it at one. Um, so I, I'm a little bit caught here because if I let you play it at five, I get a point, right? Like I put it on my list, even though I'd hate this movie, I knew it was going to be played, but I've got two vetoes. You, you can't, like, you, you can't take them with you. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, as the good Lord says, uh, I, I don't like, well, don't, actually you can, you can take, I, you can carry over, you can carry over two vetoes into I got your, two in a veto override. So I, yeah. I, uh, yeah, it's a tough spot. And there's, to be honest, there's only two more movies that I think belong on this list. Um, and I have two more picks and, and I, I feel pretty confident that at least one of them is going to be played regardless of if I play it or not. Um, uh, yeah, let's veto it. Let's veto let's it. Veto it. Let's veto Dan's it. Dan's going to use one of his vetoes. Yeah, and I'm going to override. Okay, great. Perfect. <laughs> Because thanks, okay. Dan, but you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I have it on my list. I put it on my list for this very reason. I got the feeling I was in the you minority. Got a point. <laughs> yeah, I got a point. So yeah. if I'm gonna if I'm gonna lose on this, I got a point. But I felt like this was a movie that didn't belong on the list, and I at least I'm gonna get a point out of it. And I was smart enough to turn in that version of the list anyway. <laughs> there you go. I did yeah. not um, see that coming. Uh, 
Winter Love Story. Aaron Beth, do you like this movie? As I'm going to scribble my notes to. I want to hear how much that. Jane loves it first. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, Jane. Jane. Sorry. It's my number two. <laughs> I freaking love this movie. You guys. I still have it on my DVR. The original 2019 airing is still on my DVR. I love this movie. I love everything about it. God. It almost made my number one, but I ended up going with a different <laughs> one. I love this movie. So I was, great. I'm sad that it's going to be as low as it is because I think it deserves to be higher. I'm going oh, to well. look for a version in Korean for you. <laughs> and now, like, now I feel like having it played at fifth is a victory. Like now I feel like considering yeah. it was two or one on on Jane's list and I, I get the feeling it was higher on Kate's list, I feel better about Yeah, I'll tell you love my, story my greatest strategy. I'm gonna give it away after a year of, of playing on this show is if there's something you really want on the list, you play it as your second to last play because you still have another chance to get it on the list. Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. and that's why if Dan hadn't vetoed it, I might have just because I did have it higher. And since I have the number three pick, yeah. I was like, well, if I can get it in at three, then I'll consider it a win, even though it's my second man. on the list. I, I knew it was high. I didn't know it was that high. I didn't I, see this I, coming. Man, yeah. I almost, can I ask you guys this, since we're all good friends here, had <laughs> I played it at nine, would you guys have vetoed it? Yes. Okay. So yeah. I could have gotten one out of Kate and one out of you. Dead uh -huh. gummit. <laughs> I almost played it. I just didn't have, I didn't have the where, like my conscience wouldn't let me play that sorry excuse for a movie. Like I wanted you got to play one out of me on your number nine pick anyway. Yeah, I know. So I got you with one. And then I was like, I was like, should I play the one that I actually think should go there now? Or should I play this movie that I know people love? And I should have played the one that I know people love. I That's bad gameplay on my part. I could have gotten two vetoes gone there and I, I didn't do it. But five, I guess is a win. We'll take it. Wow, but this I'm about to uh, lose some friends because Dan, I'm going to sit next to you on the couch of, I cannot stand this movie. Let's go, yeah. let's go. I think five is entirely different for, for, for me. Yeah. <laughs> I hate this movie. Yeah, you guys both hate the oh, movie. See? What? And yes. We're on. We're all together on my Zoom yeah. screen, yeah. so it's like we we're supposed to be here. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys, but you know we're crazy. We don't pick shame here. So. Pick shame. I, I do. I pick shame. I've changed my mind on that. Uh, I also, also like I was talking to Aaron Shea about this movie today at the office and she was like, and this is her quote. I don't care if it makes sense, Dan. Uh, they're authors. He wrote a book and they're stuck in a cabin together. Yeah. Like that's exactly what she said. And so I was like, oh, oh okay. It's clear we have some strong feelings about this and it's going to be on this list somewhere. But, you know, I tried my best. I they make snow the, angels. Um, they drink hot cocoa together. Yeah. The they wear PJs. So they have a hot cocoa Adorable. competition. Yes, is they what do. They have. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. I prefer <laughs> I prefer Dan's review, which he just said, cloying and annoying. Song live. <laughs> yeah. <They were> horrible. <laughs> yeah. Walked out after halfway through the first song. So there you what go. A mess. Wow. Kate, you did it, though. Uh, you've locked in Winter Love Story at number six. So five. 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 For number five. Sorry. Yep. So um, now's where some of the gloves come off. We were all really good friends and everything. But now we're at number four, heading for the top three after this one. So, Dan, go ahead and send me your pick for number four. I'm going to do a quick review of the state of the list. There's... Christmas in Love at number 10. That's Daniel Lissing, played by Jane. 
At number nine, Dan tried to play Sense, Sensibility, and Snowman. Kate vetoed it, and we locked in A December Bride, which is also Daniel Wilson. At eight, we have The Christmas Shepherd that Kate played. At seven, there was A Christmas Detour that Jane played, and people debated, should we veto it and move it up? But no, nobody did anything, so it stays at number seven. At six, there's The Wedding Cottage that Dan played. And at number five, just locked in by Kate, is Winter Love Story. Dan vetoed it, Jane overrode it, and it stays at number five. And that brings us to number four. Dan has chosen a movie from... Lynn's face looks disapproving right now. <laughs> I don't know. I like when I see things like this, I think of Bran. And <laughs> it's Sense and Sensibility and Snowman. Got him. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's sweetest heart. It's sweetest heart. <laughs> um, Dan has chosen a movie from 2021. It's Aaron Krako, Tyler Hines. It was always you. Elizabeth, that's Aaron, um, Elizabeth's engagement plans to George, who's um, Giles Payton, best Baxter in the world. Um, her plans to George are thrown into disarray when her fiance's brother, David, that's Tyler Hines, returns home. His unexpected influence prompts Elizabeth to question her life decisions. Nelson Wong is in this movie as Eugene, the mail carrier. Um, and uh, Giles is always or Giles is always getting, you know, dumped in these um, Hallmark movies. And I just love it. Someday he'll be a lead, I'm sure. I've probably missed those movies. So why do you like It Was Always You at number four? I mean, if Christmas Detour can be seven, we can all agree it was always you at four. Uh, here's the thing. And I'm not, I'm not doing a bit here. I know you think I am. My five, four, three, like these movies have all been played already. The reality is, is that this is a very well-made movie. And if you ask me the first thing that comes to mind when you think of best chemistry in a Hallmark movie, it's this movie. It's this movie. These two people look like they need to go away for a while together. <laughs> Every scene they're in. They, they just look like they have somewhere to be and that place is not around anyone else. Um, it, it, they are they are on fire. They, they, they are just electric. I always, I have a huge problem with this movie, and that is, it's a massive lie. What what Tyler Hines' character in do, is doing in this movie is not okay. It's not okay. By any stretch, I know he's smoking hot, guys. It's not okay. <laughs> it's not all right to do what he's doing. And I, I'm sorry. It, it gets knocked down for me. This is real. It gets knocked down for me because... Of that, because it's a movie where I'm not really exactly, I feel a little uneasy about the fact that I'm pulling for these two. It, it doesn't uh, work across the board because this is not an above board relationship. And and so that kind of sticks in my craw a little bit. And that's the reason I have it at number four. All legit reasons. Absolutely. So it was always you at number four, played passionately by Dan Kate. What do you think of this for number four? Do you agree with Dan? Is it going to stay here? I actually like completely agree with everything Dan just said. Like, I remember when this first came out, I thought it was just the best Hallmark movie that ever was made. Like, but then I rewatched it for this draft, and 
you're right. Like just it's the last five minutes are what makes it worth it. It's just like that when they get together at the end and the little popcorn scene is like amazing. And of course their chemistry is off the charts. So it's, that's what I think stuck in my head when I first saw it. But when I rewatched it, yeah, it went down. I put it at number 10 on my list because I just knew it was going to get played because it is very well made. And the setting is gorgeous. Like I know that I think they filmed this on Victoria Island off of Vancouver, um, Vancouver Island off of British Columbia. That's where they filmed it. Um, and it's just beautiful and um, it's well-made and their chemistry is great. So I knew it was going to be on the list, but after all my rewatches, it sunk down to number 10. So I'm glad it's on the list because I'll get that point. But yeah, everything Dan just said is correct. Wow. Dane, how do you feel about this? First of all, have you seen this movie? Yes. I'm no longer sure of you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do we need to get Google Translate into Korean for you? Uh-huh. No, this is another one that is still on my DVR from when I originally recorded it. Um, I yes, I agree wholeheartedly with what everybody's saying about the um, the lack of honesty as far as the storytelling, but that chemistry cannot be denied. Um. I, in particular, there's a very small scene that I love where Tyler is in the library with um, his mom. Mom? mom. Yeah. That little conversation, I love that little conversation. You know, it's 30 seconds out of a whole movie, but that's actually my favorite scene in the movie when they're having a chat. And um, yeah, it had all the Christmas feels and I thought Aaron Krako was great in this. Tyler was doing Tyler's thing. You know, he um, was doing his thing, but Aaron in particular, I just, I really thought she was fantastic. So this is actually my number one on my list. Um, So what's troubling is to play it at four and I have picked three means I'm going to go below number four five to pick a movie which seems weird so i'm tempted to veto it just so that i can play it at three isn't that called a lady panda i love it yes it L- is a little it's bit a little it is bit. a lady panda and it's yeah. very effective um, it's been done against dan before so. it has that's right yeah. it's no stranger <laughs> so yeah i th- i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna go all in and use all my vetoes i'm gonna use my veto on it so that I can play it in my spot at, okay. at number three. Great. Jane, awesome. way to go. Jane came to play. I love it. I, and love I, it. I have a veto left, right? You have, have a, a veto. You have veto a veto left. and a veto override. Okay. And Jane's out of everything. I'm He's sadly out of, out of everything. everything. And then Kate has two vetoes, mm-hmm. correct? Kate has two vetoes. Are you going to use your veto over? Oh, you can't because I can't, it's your pick. I can't veto. So you, can't. I, you can veto your own pick, but apparently you yeah, can't veto you can't. override your own pick. You can't veto override it. So Jane has vetoed Dan's. It was always you at number four, making it very clear that she intends to Lady Panda it and play it at number three. So Dan will send me. Oh, you guys are asking for it now. A new one. See, I told you. Is there a pumpkin in our future? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) A big pumpkin. There's (laughs) pumpkin. all love until you get to the three, and you can't get to the three until you do the four. Should have left me well enough alone. Should have left me. (laughs) 
She's, we should have let him, like Alfred Borden says, we should have let him have his trick. She just <laughs> let him have his time. Daniel Thompson. Daniel Thompson. Oh, no. I'm, look, I got, look, Lynn. He's he's pulling a brand here. Lynn, he's just pulled a brand. <laughs> I have two movies I care about. One of them I played and one I got left and it's not going at four. I'm sorry. I'm there is you. You did this. You did this. All of you at home. Everybody, everybody collaborated to do this. I have two movies I cared about. I just played one and got vetoed, and I got one more and it's not going at four. I'm sorry. If it, this starts with wedding march, <laughs> mm. this is a movie that has been played before by Dan. Oh, no. oh Lord have mercy. He played it at nine and got shot down by Kate. And he's trying it again at number four. <laughs> it is Sense, Sensibility, and Snowmen. You've heard it already. It's Aaron Krako, Luke McFarlane. Dan, you don't need to make another pitch, but if you want to, speak now. Why I are you think, doing this? I think this is the fourth best movie of all time. And <laughs> not just in Hallmark, in any movie. And I watched it with Korean subtitles. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> Uh, hey listen listen they're good look guys i told you after five the rest of these movies it's a crapshoot so do i have a couple kind of ahead of this yeah but they're all in the same boat i don't really care and my five four and three have already been played i tried to play my two it didn't work out uh my, my one is still out there and I, I i need to save all my bullets for it so here we are Aaron Krako and Bad Hat McFarlane at number four. What do you want from Bad me? Bad Hat McFarlane. Kate, you have two vetoes left. Uh, this, you... Okay, so let me clarify some of the veto rules with you, Lynn. Sure. If I veto this, yes. can he play it again? I cannot. I could play it at two. I can't he can play, play it at, it at two. So if, by, well, we already know. Surely he wouldn't play it at two. You at three. Then I have can, my one left that I'm one on the board. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But but and the only way I would the only way I would play it again is if you vetoed my one that I really want on there. Does that make sense? Which so, like what are the crazy chances that your number one is the one that I'm saving ooh, for number one? Boy, if it is, I don't even care anymore. If you put it at number one, we're just gonna be BFFs because like <laughs> I couldn't we get over this movie compared compared to the rest of these. and Hallmark every day. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna I have do to, i have to veto it there's no way that i'm putting or allowing <laughs> sense sensibility no man to be number four on this list when we have 75 options i should have brought Crazy. a hat like luke mcfarland's to wear made, <laughs> this all, made this all better even brand's horse head from the show that shall not be named is a close second yep. all right so kate you have used so you have one veto left. Dan, you still have a veto and a veto override. Jane is out of vetoes. And Dan will send me his third chance at getting the number four title locked into place. Well, um, yeah. let's go with this one, I guess. Everyone wants to know what Dan's yeah. We all dying to know. <laughs> Guys, it's tough out there. <laughs> wow. I have a okay. long list of movies that you haven't hit on yet. So. There are, well, I 
listen, I, I, my, it, it was always you. I'm sorry. Like that was the, that belonged where I, well, it is what it is. You, we've already look Christmas detour. What like these movies have already been played. The good ones have been played aside from, it was I, always I, you. I, I regretted not using my veto on a Christmas detour to get it higher. But now that I use it here and I have one more safe one for your next pick, I actually feel vindicated in what I did. Great. Yeah. This is, we'll see how it goes right now. <laughs> yeah, because this, this came out of left field. <laughs> Dan has chosen, Dan has chosen a movie starring Paul Green and Maggie Lawson from 2017. It is my favorite wedding. <laughs> Paul Green is Michael, Maggie is Tess. Tess is paired with the best man named Michael in her best friend's wedding. Her friend is a total bridezilla and has Maggie planning the wedding on the go at the last minute to save it from disaster. Michael helps her along the way, but by the time the wedding couple say, I do, Tess realizes that her own longtime boyfriend, Dex, played by Giles Patton, <laughs> um, may not be the right guy for her to have and to hold after all. Yep, Giles Patton, once again, getting dumped. Okay, Dan. My favorite wedding at number four. What are you thinking? This movie is a chore. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it does not belong at number four. No. Um, but neither does anything else I could play right here. Um, and so it's here. I thought I I like, I feel like both Paul Green and Maggie Lawson later on in their Hallmark leading actor journeys got kind of stale and not great they're a little, they seem to be more kind of in their prime here. And I think they do the scene where he picks her up at the airport. I actually thought had a bit of like chemistry and whimsy to it. And that like bought me some time in this movie. She arrives and then that happens. And I'm like, okay, all right. And then, you know, within the next 15 to 20 minutes, I was like, all right, it is what it is. Um, so they have decent chemistry. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we played guys, we played Christmas detour at seven. I, I don't, I don't know what you want from me. Um, we played the Ron Oliver CCB Paul Green's uh, screwball comedy at seven. Um, this, this is Sparta. This is what we have now. This is what we, this is what we have. This is what we have. I don't, I don't make the rules. I just play the game. So uh, my favorite wedding at number four. Kate, Kate, Kate. My favorite wedding is on this list. Not only is it on this list, it's at number four. I'm not Please, trying to dear Lord you. Jesus, help us is what Lynn is saying. <laughs> but you were the only person left with a veto that didn't play this title. So. <laughs> I know. I feel like I'm being swayed right now a little bit. But I just want listeners to know that our our former drafters who are here in the chat are actually writing their comments in all caps at this yeah. point. <laughs> yeah, thought they might. <laughs> okay. okay, so I hadn't seen this movie for a long time before we planned this draft and I had positive memories of it. And that's why when Lynn asked us to send our top 12, which I think that Dan and Jane chickened out and only did their top 10s, I couldn't even come up with 10. No, I yeah, only yeah. sent eight. I, just, I, I, yeah, I, I, I originally included my favorite wedding as one of my top 12. So this is I your fault. Positive. I know it is my fault, but I had positive memories of it. And when I rewatched it for this, it totally fell out of my top 10. 
but I think that it, I had positive memories of it because Paul Green and Maggie Lawson do have good chemistry. I, there are things to like in this movie. I think that it is better than Sen Sensibility in Snowman. I don't think it's the best option right now, but I'm also very scared of what else Dan could come up with. And I only have one more veto and he has one more play. So I'm sorry, everybody, that's my phone's blowing up, the chat's blowing up. But I'm, I'm getting a point on this. Movie I'm getting a point four. on this on the field. None of you have this movie on your top 10 but me. No. no. Getting a point. <laughs> Let's go. I'm sorry. I have to that's leave it. I don't know what else is could what that's called right there. Winning. Hashtag winning. Hashtag winning. Hashtag winning. Okay. Um, it stays there, Jane. Um, as I'm trying to recover from this, do you have I got, do you have thoughts you just would like to add? I got I, I got nothing. Paul Green's good looking. That's all. I'll say. Yes, that's true. Green's <laughs> good looking. Well, uh, I don't know how he I don't know how he managed it, but Dan has locked in my favorite wedding. <laughs> that's absurd. At number four, you heard it here first. Um, Jane, it is back to you. It's just a formality, but. Yes. Uh, he said what you were going to do, but go ahead and send it to me just to make, make it, official. it official. Oh, is that oh, Brando? <laughs> what? Is that Brando coming in here? It is. It oh, is. No. He, just texted, oh, he just texted me. Yeah, after that killer move. Should we All have right. one Jack Wagner movie just for, you know. Sorry, you God, no. No, 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 please, please don't. <laughs> All right. It will come as no surprise because she told us that this was why she was vetoing the same movie at number four. Jane has played It Was Always You. And I'm at... playing it to save you from the things that I had from six to ten. At number three, I just I just want to shred number four. That's all I want to do. It was always you <laughs> at number four. Jane, um, did you get a chance to talk about why you love this movie? At, at I did. I talked a little bit about that scene with Tyler in the library with his mom and how that was kind of one of my favorite scenes of the whole thing. And I think this okay. is one of Aaron Krakow's best, despite okay. the the problematic story. But yeah, um, Dan, you were really clear about your thoughts, Aaron Beth. Um, well, let's see. Well, Dan sends me his pick for number two. How do you feel about It Was Always You? I really like it was always you and I am normally not one that likes the they're already in a relationship stories but it that chemistry between those two so undeniable and I don't know I didn't feel as bad about his life because he was trying really hard to not really break them up like I just I felt like I could explain it away and they waited a year at the end spoiler alert for anyone who maybe hasn't watched like they didn't get together that very moment so like there were there it just oh my gosh that chemistry between those two like I literally was like are these two together in real life because the pictures on Instagram and everything surrounding that movie they, they had lots of good chemistry lots. I don't know Dan anymore I just don't know Dan anymore <laughs> Here's the good thing is I'm just going to say this out front. I know we're supposed to stay quiet in these things. If Kate uses her last veto on this pick, I'm playing Sense Sensibility and Snowman, and you can take it <laughs> straight to the bank. So that veto is useless. Put it in your back pocket until next time you're on this show. Okay? Here we go. Wow. If someone told me that this particular When Calls the Heart lead 
lead uh, hall star was going to have several movies on this final list of 10, I would not in a million years have thought it was this person. But Dan played this and here we go. He has chosen a movie from 2016. Erica Christensen is the co-star. Paul Green is Jack. It is Anything for Love. Real estate mogul Kate has a stuffy proper boyfriend, but no social life. Jack is a pediatric RN and can't compete with doctors in the dating scene. Kate's assistant Debbie, played by Allie Liebert, so good, um, builds Kate an online dating profile using her own name. Jack starts his own profile, but his buddy changes his occupation to physician, not realizing that there is a genuine Dr. Jack Cooper, same name. The couple is matched and they start getting to know each other, but just who is it that they're getting to know? All right, Dan, anything for love at number two. Why do you love this movie? This was the one that you said absolutely. I, has to be on the list. I was blown away by this movie. Now I'm not saying it's like, should be like, you know, studied or, or anything. <laughs> it is got all kinds of holes in it, but here's the thing about this movie. A couple of things. Number one, Erica Christensen's a real actor, like an actual real actor. And she is crushing it in this movie. Uh, number two, Allie Liebert, adorable, like quirky, funny. Everything she says is a stitch. Really great. Number three, the woman that wrote this movie has a law degree from Northwestern. I found this out afterwards, uh, an MFA from UCLA. She wrote one of these movies, and then she goes on to write like prestige television and all kinds of other stuff. This movie zips along. It has a ton of wait what's, but the performances are there, and we get two mid-movie kisses. It breaks literally every Hallmark trope rule. They're both in the big city. They get uh, two mid-movie kisses. They are, uh, they both are trying to make themselves what they consider more desirable to the opposite sex. So she's powerful and she thinks men don't want that. And so she is making herself less powerful and making herself a secretary and assistant. And he believes women want him to be a doctor and a nurse is a, a feminine profession. It plays with these gender roles. It plays with these gender stereotypes. And it does so with great chemistry, great dialogue, and Allie Liebert stealing every scene she's in. This was my number one. The ranking I gave Lynn had it was always you at number one because I thought for sure it would be number one on this list. But this is my number one. This is the best of the bunch. I watched it today. I was shocked. I was shocked that I really did have a good time with this movie, and I'm pretty thrilled that I think it's going to be at number two. Wow, that was some um, summation there. I think I think I have to watch this movie again, just based on everything that you just that you just said. So anything for love. Dan has played it at number two. Kate, you're first up in the veto order. You still have one veto left. Jane has no vetoes. What do you think of anything for love at number two? This is the movie I was going to play at number one. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. If you want to play it at one, because that's where it belongs. I know, but I don't want sense sensibility. I'll, I'll, choose to be number two. I'll choose something else. Let's do, let's make a deal. You play it. You promise me your word is your bond. I I was about, I will tell you what I was going to play at one because I was going to leave this here. And okay. you tell me how you feel about that one. Should okay. Like, All right. This is so against the rules. <laughs> I was just saying, because all Dan has left, he's already played his top five, right? I, I have. This is, but I, I'd be willing if it's on my top ten. Anyway, it might be. I don't know. I'd be willing to. I'd be willing to work with you because I think this movie belongs at one. I agree. This is r real movie territory, like times a million. 
Kate gets I, it. Kate, I've said it for years. Kate gets it. <laughs> maybe you and i should get together and talk about oppenheimer okay. and Mark because that's right <laughs> look at this and not um, winter love story <laughs> so kate you're gonna veto this you, you're losing oh, i don't know Dan, are you really gonna put sense sensibility, sense, sensibility? I, no I, I if if you're playing it at one i will not put sense sense and sensibility at two i won't put it there okay we're doing a virtual handshake here virtual handshake done and done okay yeah yeah great good done fantastic all right kate has used her last veto everyone is out of vetoes except for dan i swear you're like bran here don't ever pull the line that oh everybody gives in to bran he persuades them you're the only one left and you still have a veto and a veto override shame on you look at you you should be ashamed but also congratulations because that was masterful well anything for love is getting vetoed by so, I'm a little nervous because I don't like the rest Can of my I list. Tell you which one just, I was going to play? Right, it's crap. <laughs> what were you going to put? What were you going to play? I what persuade you? you. I was about to put. I would have put Love on the Menu, which is a Kevin Smith movie okay. that he co-wrote. Okay. It's actually like for like a Hallmark food movie. Food looks decent. The, the food looks great in this movie. Yes. The, the food, chemistry the food is looks good. Looks great in this movie i watched it for this like i had watched it years ago i rewatched it and was like wow like from what we had to choose from for these like when calls the heart 75 eligible that was one of the better movies mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I'm, oh my that's God. my my pitch but God. go for it do we all get to pitch a movie to dan now yeah. i know oh, right please. like is that really what we're gonna put at number two i, I had that at 20. <laughs> <laughs> So you pitch, a, pitch a movie to Dan. Aaron Beth pitch and I one. can't pitch. I mean, listen, there's nothing Dan. anyone can do now. Jane, what's your pitch? What What do you want on there? I'm I'm here. I'm I'm here to, for for all this takers. Well, and you know all what? I have is five, six, nine, and ten from my list. What are left. they, Jane? So I'm gonna get made fun of for this. I know I will. I am drawn to a summer romance with Aaron Draco and Ryan Pavey. It's a, it's a slow movie. It's a slow movie. It's a plotting movie. I get it. But there was something about the two of them just having conversation that I enjoyed about that movie. Does it belong to be number two? Heck no. Yeah. Former Heck drafters no. in the chat, post what you want this Dan to play for a movie. There's got to be something other than I had, <laughs> I had Love on the Menu at 20. I had that one at 23. <laughs> well that's that's not my number five i had a different <laughs> number five but i've already heard somebody make a comment about it earlier so i'm not gonna admit what it is mm. someone's offering up <clears throat> finding father christmas <laughs> i didn't even make the list i didn't make like, the list <laughs> I'll throw this up. how about a pascal movie Ooh. no anyone <laughs> now the let's thing, just see how what many Dan how many uh uh because i'd I'd like to win kate how many do you have on the top 10 like how many do you have um so <laughs> including anything for love i have we have a couple of submissions we have a brand saying big sky river oh, shut up brand <laughs> i have seven okay. i have seven including anything for love and okay. Mrs. Walker is, would be happy with either the perfect bride or the sweetest heart. <laughs> Don't trust the chat, Dan. It is, not here's the, the problem is, is that even letting now, me down. I'm the three movies, the can I tell you this? The uh, There's only one movie. There's two movies in my top 10 that I've not gotten. 
and one of them is sense and sensibility for snow and, and so many. <laughs> the the other is wish for Christmas with Lacey and Paul. Um, no, we and, virtually shook on sense sensibility, and please don't yeah, play. Right. And, and so now I like that's tough for me because I could get nine of ten, but I like and I, and I'm not playing sense and sensibility in snowman. You know, I would like to hear your thoughts on chance at romance. Um. I didn't get the problem with chance at romance. This would make Aaron Shea happy because she loves that movie is it was such a terrible quality that I felt like I just didn't get a good shake of that movie. And I don't feel like it had my attention. And in all honesty, if somebody had played it, I would say, I cannot say I fully watched this movie because it was the, 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 the copy was so bad. And I, if I had more time, I would have found a good copy of it. And I, I didn't. Um, and so I can't, you know, man, a couple of people are offering up um, Christmas scavenger hunt, um, and Bram <laughs> says, "Dan, be a bud." <laughs> be a bud. I mean, every movie you guys are listing are in my twenty to thirty. Which are like, you said they were all tied for like? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, they are. Yeah. Doesn't Tom Arnold deserve a spot on this list? <laughs> yeah, with his cold or his adenoids or whatever was going on there, that was <laughs> crazy. Yeah, I, 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 God, I, I can't put, I got to put Wish for Christmas on there. I do. I'm really sorry, Kate. I, I wish it was one of a movie you chose, but I, I did, I shook on it. I didn't play Sense and Sensibility in Snowmen, and I wouldn't do that to you. But the, all the other suggestions were in my like they weren't even close. I mean, I had the sweetest heart ahead of those movies. <laughs> I would really love to hear your pitch for Wish for Christmas. Um, I, it basically is revolves around Tom Arnold and Lacey Chabert, basically. I, I don't, uh, uh, not Tom Arnold, sorry. L Lacey like, Chabert Tom and Arnold in that movie? Yeah, I was about to say, Tom Arnold shows up, guys, in the version I saw. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and is fantastic. Uh, I, I, you know, it's one of these movies that gets a bump because it has kind of, you know, uh, the quintessential lead, uh, uh of Hallmark movies in it. Um, and, and, and that's, that's really it. We watched it live in Greenville. And so I, I also have some fond memories. I did not go and rewatch it. Uh, we got to watch it, me and, and Panda and Bran watched it uh, in the Aloft uh, bar with, you know, like a hundred people. And it, we had a lot of fun. And I remember like a cocktail company sponsored it and we were all drinking cocktails. And so I feel like it probably was that, that, that pushes it to where it is. Um, but, but I, you know, I don't really, I don't really have any other justification for so, it. Yeah. So it has a, this is a magical Santa trope. There, mm -hmm. and there's that too. There's I, that. I, I'm not You've as got... big as Bran is on this. Bran would have this higher. Bran's in the chat doing a bit. He would have this movie top three. <laughs> he loved this movie when this we saw it. This is a great it. movie. You've got he was drunk when there. he saw it. Let, let's get a. Yeah, he had two or three in him for sure. He had I several mean, cocktails yes, going. That's true. We had to I cut, was there. We had to cut him off because we had to record afterwards. Yes. Um, <laughs> but he yes. loved this movie. He did love this movie. And I I my my only reticence in play in playing the movie, which this is the movie I'm playing, is not the quality of the movie. It's the fact that Paul Green is overrepresented, I feel like, on this list. And and, and I the problem is is like love on the menu. I just felt was so generic aside from how the food looked, the food looked great. And it, it did almost enough to carry the movie. Um, and then the other choices, Christmas scavenger hunt, summer romance, big sky river, get out of here. Um, 
you know, I just Winter I, Castle, perhaps. Uh, I had Winter Castle at uh 19, <laughs> so I had it right below, uh, <laughs> and right by Christmas and Love. Those three movies are in a row. No um, pumpkin movie. No pumpkin. Good God. What are you, no. The giant pumpkin. Shannon Doherty. Come on. Wait, here's I, also yeah. something to throw out there is we have represented a lot of the actors from this show. We haven't represented Chris McNally. We haven't because his movies are not good. Exactly. I, I, and I and I say that the, his best movie is The Sweetest Heart. I, like legitimately. I, I actually don't think that's his best movie. But Really? What do you got yeah, ahead of that? I have Sailing Into Love ahead of that. Ooh. And that's only because this shot at the end is beautiful <laughs> yeah i had sailing won me over 25 um, i found all of his to be really bad but that one won me over just from that so um, dan you're playing a wish for christmas i'm playing it's, a wish for christmas yeah, it's I'm really paul green and lacy it's 2016 it's the magical santa trope as i mentioned there are some really you know there's some good stuff here you've got um peter williams is paul that's like Lacey's obnoxious boss who keeps stealing her ideas and all that kind of stuff. Um, and throughout the movie, Lacey learns to speak up for herself. That was her wish for the magical Santa. So that's what she learns. And um, and she and uh she and, and Paul Green, you know, of course, are the two romantic leads with one another. It's interesting that um this movie did not make the final top 15 of the Lacey Chabert mega draft, <laughs> but we are happy to have this at number two. That's right. Uh, for, for this list, because the only person left with any vetoes are is Dan. So this is locked in at number two. Jane, what do you think of A Wish for Christmas? Just give us your thoughts as Kate is gathering her thoughts for the number one movie. Um, yeah, it doesn't deserve to be number two, but we're all here we are. Yep. <laughs> what if it was in Korean? Where we've come, <laughs> not even if it was in Korean, does it belong maybe at seven in Christmas Detour, too? I don't I, know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do think that they should be switched for sure. If, if Wish for Christmas had to be in the top 10, but no, I mean, it's fine, it's. <laughs> It is what it is. It's like a standard, typical Hallmark movie from that time frame. So, yeah. it's better than Sense Sensibility and Snowman. True. Yeah. Uh, it was higher on my list than Sense Sensibility and Snowman, for what it's worth. So, okay, Kate, have you sent me your? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Me your number one. It's not coming through. It's Love on the Menu. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not a summer romance, <laughs> Dan. Man, Kate playing the game. If that that would be brutal. No. Do you want to? Do you want to message it to me? Do you want virtually? Me to, sure. Do you want me to do it on? It's. I mean, it's, I'm. Uh, I'm a woman of my word. It's the one I said I was going to play. God but. bless you. <laughs> I'm so excited. This movie is going to be number one. I don't even care about anything else on this list. The fact that I. I <laughs> That someone else is a is is a kindred spirit on this movie with me is is all I could possibly ask for because I felt like I was watching in a vacuum. I talked to Aaron about it and I was like, "This movie," and she was like, "Yeah, I mean, I guess it's okay." And I'm like, "What? No, Wait, this did is... she rewatch it or she just she like, didn't? Saw it she didn't rewatch it. She she was like, "I've not seen it in forever. I barely remember." Mm -hmm. So all I, right. I mean, worth a worth a watch. All right, here we go. We have, just as a recap, number 10, Christmas in Love. That's Daniel Lissing, played by Jane. At nine, A December Bride. That's also Daniel Lissing. Um, 
that was, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Sense, Sense, Sensibility and Snowman was played by Dan at number nine. It was vetoed by Kate. So we locked in a December Bride. That's Daniel Lissing. At eight is The Christmas Shepherd. That was played by Kate. That's um, Martin Cummins. Um, a Christmas Detour was played at seven by Jane. That's Paul Green. The Wedding Cottage was played by Dan at number six. That's Aaron Krako. At five is Winter Love Story. Um, that was played by uh, Kate. Dan vetoed it. Jane overrode it. So it was locked in at number five. At four is My Favorite Wedding played by Dan. That's also Paul Green. Um, that was finally locked in after It Was Always You was uh, vetoed by Jane. She made it clear she wanted uh, It Was Always You at number three. That's what she played. At number two, Dan tried anything for love. Uh, Kate vetoed it. They negotiated. They sidebarred. They absolutely colluded on this one. And that's fine. It's all within the rules. So uh, Kate vetoed it. Dan promised he wasn't going to play Sense, Sense, and Sensibility and Snowman or whatever that disaster is. Um, so he played A Wish for Christmas just now, also a Paul Green movie. And Kate has played, true to her word, the movie that she and Dan both wanted at number one, Anything for Love. You guys, Paul Green, Eric, Erica Christensen. We've talked about this movie, but um, Dan was the one who really spoke about it. Kate, why did you play this at number one? Why do you love this? So, uh, this movie is so much better than it has to be. It is real move, real movie territory, like by far. Um, Dan mentioned Ali Liebert, who was unbelievable in this movie. Um, Antonio Coppo was also amazing in this movie. And anybody who watched Guiding Emily this weekend and was won over by him needs to go back and watch this one. It's on Hallmark Movies now because he's great as the Baxter in this one. Um, it's just, yeah, it's it's better than Hallmark movies need to be. It is, I okay, so this weekend I watched the Sam Hewen movie on Netflix, uh, Love Again, which is a theatrically released romantic comedy. And it was a major letdown. This movie, Anything for Love, is way better than that movie even with the low budget hallmark like spin on it it's better so anyone who's wondering why this movie made it to number one needs to go back and rewatch it and i also will say to tie in with our when calls the heart theme paul green has a lot of movies represented on this list paul green is a great actor and also i love hearing him on the dth podcast because he's a weird dude so seeing these movies it proves what a good actor he is because he is nothing like At he's all. able to make different characters nothing like this weird like eccentric like cool like he's entertaining and fun but he's not like this in these movies so that just proves what a good actor he is so. I'm just censoring myself because you know the word I want to use and I'm not going to use it. But anyone that tuned into the marathon last year, quite a lesson. <laughs> body part this guy. Only one gender has. I, I've never thought that that is Kate. That's a great point because I've always kind of thought that sometimes Paul leans on 
the charm and charisma of kind of the same thing he does. But the fact that he is who he is in real life, and then you see him in some of these movies, which I don't like, I'm not sure if that's true of anything he's made in the last three or four years, but in this movie and in like my favorite wedding and in wish for Christmas, they're in in Christmas Colliers detour. For Christmas. <laughs> Say what? Jacqueline Collier's. A fit for, yeah, yeah, Jack presents a Jacqueline Collier presentation. Yes. Jacqueline Collier's a fit for Christmas. Yes, of course. Um, but I, I think he does have like a, an easygoing charm about him mm-hmm. that he puts into these characters that do make them work better than they probably should. And I, I do think the writing in this movie is go back and watch it, guy. Like it's got some like like plot holes the size of dumpster trucks. There's no doubt about it. Like the fact that they they somehow like never have to mention each other's lie early in this movie is absurd. But the the quick like witted nature of the writing, the fact that these two people are adults and having an adult relationship, like it, it's it's all really good. It's really what good. You said that you looked up this writer and that she's like an was she, it was MBA or something like. Yeah. I was shocked. I was like, who writes Hallmark movies? I bet she's just like somebody's like, let me try this. And yeah. then she and there's no co there's no tele- there's nobody else helped. So no, they didn't do a rewrite on this. Yeah. This woman wrote this one and that's it. And she never went back to write another one. And they didn't have somebody come and do another draft on it. So this is and you can tell it's her work because the dialogue doesn't feel like it's been run through a Hallmark like machine it it, mm-hmm. it feels a lot more zippy and and fun and erica christensen i think is like a legit like she you know she's she's an actor like she really does a great job and so i it's a it's a great movie i would high re- highly recommend you go back and rewatch can't believe it got to number one so thrilled so thrilled jane um tell us what your personal top 10 list was ranked and do i, if, do I have um, to if yes, you do. And if anything for love was was on it, or if you want to say any about anything for love, bring it, it, Jane. Come All on, right, Jane, reveal it. I've had a lot of soju tonight. Um, <laughs> no, so my list. I know Dan talked earlier about strategy and turning in a list of things he thinks people would have in their list. Mine was a combination because I only sent you eight. So a couple of these were trying to divine what would get picked by other people. So having said that. My number 10 is Sense, Sensibility, and Snowmen. And it's because of Aaron Krako and Kimberly Sestad, which we talked about at the top of the episode. Their chemistry as sisters, phenomenal. So mm-hmm. that's why that made it into top 10. My number nine, <laughs> Homegrown Christmas with Lori Laughlin and Victor Webster. So here's the deal. I am a fan of movies where people just have conversation. I know that it doesn't move a story along necessarily, but there's something about people becoming intimate through talking that I really, it's why I love the, the movies with Ethan Hawke and Julie Delphi. Oh, before sunset. Yeah. It's because it's them just talking. So I, Christmas in Montana, people freaking hated that movie. It's bad. But I love that movie because it's people talking. I'm sorry. I enjoyed that movie. This movie is my on this is my tenth favorite. That's not I didn't uh, turn homegrown it, Christmas. Yes, I did not turn it in as ten to Lynn because I knew that Winter Love Story is going to make the list. But I took Homegrown Christmas out of my top ten and put Winter Love Story in just to get the point. Gotcha. But I, I'm I didn't like this movie, but Victor Webster and Lori Lachlan like well, they just were great being, together, just being adults and second chance at romance. It, yeah, it, you know, 
is what it yeah, is. I enjoyed I it. Felt like that too. I didn't put it on the list because I d- I didn't think anyone was going to play a Lori Lachlan movie, but that it was like a very decent like hallmark. Yeah. Um, my number eight was Anything for Love, um, which I I also enjoy. My number seven was Christmas in Love. My number six was A Summer Romance, the Aaron Krako. That's the other one with people talking. My number five was Hello, It's Me. I didn't see that one when it came. I know, I know. I didn't see it when it came out in 2015. I saw it in like 2020 COVID era when everybody was stuck at home. And I, I don't know if I was in a mood or what, but that thing tugged at my heartstrings. I thought Kelly Martin was fantastic in it. Um, I just, that's one that even later on, like when this list came up, I was like, well, I've, I've got to have that one in my top 10. Cause it really spoke to me at the time that I watched it. I just really, I thought it was well done. Uh, my number four was a December bride. My number three was a Christmas detour. My number two was winter love story. And my number one was, it was always you. Okay. I am not surprised that, um, my one and only did not make your list. Just saying. Sam Page <laughs> once again denied the right. Never, place never. God, I'm still Man. mad. I'm still mad at what we did in that royal draft that, that he got <laughs> any play at all. That is such a terrible accent. You guys, in that draft, that panel draft, there's still chat going on in that oh panel. My gosh. On Dan and Jillian oh and Elizabeth. Oh my gosh. It's, like, it's unreal. I'm still mad about it. Turning the calendar. <laughs> Oh my God, yeah. no more litigating. Dan, what was, what was, um, what was the so 10 that you sent to me? The list <laughs> that I sent Lynn was 10 winter love story, uh, nine cent sensibility and snowmen, eight December bride, seven, my favorite wedding, six, a wish for Christmas, five, the wedding cottage, four Christmas shepherd, three Christmas detour two anything for love one. It was always you. Um, my personal rankings, I would flip uh, one and two and have anything uh, for love at one. And it was always you at two. But the list I sent, Lynn, I just thought for sure, unless I had the number one pick and I knew no one had a veto that I was going to have to settle for it not being at one. And I didn't have to, which is great. But that would, those were my 10. Those are your 10. And Kate, what was your what was your 10? So 10, I put, it was always you. Cause I said it totally fell down my list after the rewatch, but I knew it was going to be played tonight. So I uh, left it there. Um, nine Christmas shepherd eight, my one and only, cause I thought that Pascal needed to be represented on this list. That's probably her best movie. Um, seven, a December bride, six chance at romance, which is, you know, the OG Aaron Krakow movie. And I'm sorry that there's only one terrible YouTube version available to watch. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, I think that may have cost that movie. Cause I hear that people yeah. do really like it and I'm sorry. And Ryan McPartland typically does a good job. So yeah. sorry about that. Yeah. It's a, it's a good one. Uh, number five, love on the menu. Number four, wedding cottage three, two, and one were in my estimation tied, but I put anything for love at three winter love story at two and Christmas detour at one. Great list. Great list. Well, math is hard. And I have had a lot of um, Aaron Chase um, champagne drinks, which was either the Nathan or the other guy. I still don't remember which one it was. Lucas, Lucas, whatever. Yeah, Nathan is the one. I'm team Nathan. We all know that. Okay. 
All right. So <laughs> I was having the Lucas and you guys can see the drinks on um, on the Hallmark Movies Draft Instagram, but I will let I will let the uh, panelists Wait, know which one. Can I say where my wine pairing came from? Because it's oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Growing the Big One, which is a movie that did come up many times tonight, but did not get played. The what? very beginning scene, Shannon Doherty recommends a Chateau Saint-Michel Chardonnay from 2006. Yes, she does. Yeah. I did not dig up a 2006 Chardonnay, but I did find a 2018 Chateau Saint-Michel. Well that's impressive. Done. That's well, impressive. Nicely done. Well done. Nicely done for sure. Yes. Cheers, everyone. Cheers to the show. Cheers. <laughs> there awesome. you go. Cheers. All right. Before we before we open up the uh open up the mics for all of the past drafters who um, participated in year one of Hallmark Movie Drafts and have hung in through this whole thing. Um, Aaron Beth, you and I have our side hustle. Why don't you go ahead and read your list and tell me how many you got on the list? Okay, so I got, I went for a 50-50. I got half. <laughs> <laughs> um, my number 10 is my one and only. Um. Nine sense and sense, sense sensibility and snowman. Every time it came up, I was like, "Yes, yeah." <laughs> I had it at nine too. <laughs> um, eight was "Hello, It's Me." I agree with Jane. It deserved to be on this list. Thank you. Um, two, uh, seven is a wish for Christmas. Six, the Christmas Shepherd. Five, a Christmas detour. Four, a December bride. Three, it was always you. I feel like I'm going to need to defend my number two, which is you had me at Aloha. Good Lord. I love this movie. Just Jennifer go ahead and slam the Aspen. laptop, Aaron. Just slam the laptop on down. <laughs> no. We'll take it from Jennifer here. Jennifer Aspen Just... as Millie in this Jennifer movie. Jennifer Aspen is not a win calls the heart cast member. I do not care. I could not. I had, I love this. I could watch that movie over and over again. I laugh so hard every time I watch it. To Even me, with the awful hilarious. kiss at the end, yeah, so that's one of the worst kisses. <laughs> the worst Hallmark kiss of That's all. one of the worst kisses ever filmed, and that yes. includes home video. That awful. is that is terrible. I've seen him kiss before, so it didn't bother me. <laughs> I love this movie. It's my number two. Gosh darn it! But I knew as we were getting higher and higher, the list, I'm like, I'm gonna have to defend that thing for all my life. Um, number one was the Wedding Cottage because I really do believe that on this list, that is the best one. So, so how wow. many did you get? Do you know? She got five. I, got five. I don't think five. it was recency bias either. I think the wedding cottage is really good. Okay. So, I, so I, before I tell you my list, my husband and I are getting ready to celebrate our 22nd wedding anniversary in Hawaii. Oh, wow. And, and even we were not going to watch. Had me in a low hot. It is not a great movie. <laughs> That's just a dog. All right, here, here we go. For me, I have uh, number 10 was Christmas in Love, which was actually played at number 10. <laughs> at nine is A Wish for Christmas. At eight, The Wedding Cottage. At seven, guys, you know, growing the big one. This is not Stop to be it. missed. This Stop is, it. This uh, is uh, Paul Fields this, this next month, maybe. This is young Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. Yeah, Kevin Smith. This yeah. is young Kevin Smith. Shannon 90210 Doherty. It's got pumpkins. It's got fall. It's bonkers. I, I love this movie. And it, you can watch it for free on YouTube. So there's that. At six was um, Hello, It's Me. I'm really surprised that didn't make it onto the list. But um, it has real movie feels. It's super sad, but also, um, you know, poignant in a good way. That's also Kevin Smith. At five is The Christmas Shepherd. 
at four, um, my one and only with Sam Page and um, Pascal Hutton, I guess she has to be the eligible one. At three is It Was Always You, at two, A Christmas Detour, and at number one was A December Bride. And my my Austin absolutes were the five, my five to one. So, so you got all of those. And I got all of them onto the, there you go. All of them onto the list. So, so well done. Uh, before I read the list for the final time, do any of our special guest double deckers want to chime in? You guys were great in the chat. Unmute yourselves. Um, we have Emily and Cece. Brand was here. Um, who else is here? Vanessa and Yumi and Tracy. Am I missing anybody? Jillian. And Jillian, Emily. Lady Panda, one of the original drafters from the Andrew Walker draft. What do you think of this list, guys? You had a lot of thoughts in the chat. I will say it is very hard to stay muted when you're <laughs> drafting. I have drafted. <laughs> Three times and we have now come full circle i wanted to throw my computer across the room so many times <laughs> but great job guys <laughs> but oh, what? Wait, what, was your, what would be your number one my number one um was it was always you yeah um yeah. i will say i was going to do a, a top 10 list and try and play along with you guys but I just didn't have time to do it. But I completely forgot about anything but love. And I actually really love that movie. Love Very movie. pleased for it to be at number one. Okay, Dan, if Paul Green comes to the the marathon, you have okay. to talk about this. I will. Because okay. I, I can I be honest, after Christmas CEO, his feelings were hurt. Oh. Like le oh. legitimately yeah. feelings, legitimate feelings hurt. True story. Which one that you like this one? I will. I'm going to tell him like, I, I will, if I, you know, I've seen him several times at all these cons. I'll tell, I want to tell him in person. Cause I, I do want to make sure, you know, I, and the people that I have their cell numbers, like when I really like a movie or I think they did something well, like I really try my best to like text them. Not that they care anything, but like they have to hear me just crap on their movies all the time. Like for like, I try my best, but I will, I will let him know because it blew me away today. I was, I was shocked. It, it was the last one I watched and it was fantastic. Wow. And he was in a CBS. Um, yeah, Fit for Christmas. Movie. That's Jacqueline yeah. Collier. Jacqueline yeah. Fit for Christmas. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Jacqueline Collier. Top billing. Always. What about anybody else? Cece or Tracy or Jillian? I'm just glad I didn't draft this time because you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Although I know we got a crazy one coming up too. So, um, but yeah. Oof. Yeah, that's right. You, you're doing the um, best 2023 Christmas movies, right? Non-Christmas. Oh, no, best non-Christmas uh, non of the year, yeah. Non-Christmas movies, Ooh, that's right. Best movies of 2023. Yeah, well, right? that's, yeah, I'm, I'm a little behind. I got a lot of movies to watch, but um, yeah. yeah. I'm going to this one. But I do for anything for love. I was very happy when that one got. Good, good. Yeah. Glad to hear it's got some support out there. <laughs> yeah, for October, we've got, I've got Fall Feels. Uh, November is Autumn Research. December is the best Christmas movies of 2023. And then kicking off January, 2024 with the best non-Christmas movies of 2023 and Tracy on that panel. So that should be good. <laughs> right. I see the harbinger of doom over there. Admirable <laughs> restraint. <laughs> Only imagine um, what you would have done. Oh my God. I can't even. December bride wasn't high enough for her. I think. No, I was going to say, I'm glad that it got played because 
I had my hashtag justice for December bride prepared to go tonight, <laughs> but I'm glad it got played. It was not high enough, but what can I say? Uh, no, I just, uh, I enjoy, I always enjoy the different ways in which people play in this, because I think I, like I was, I was messaging Dan, because I think I play more like a, like a, it's all about the points, which is why sometimes I play things at number one that other people hate. Um, because I don't really like, I'm not like this deserves to be on the list or this should be it with this thing should be represented or that because I just want the points to get my points and get my movies on. So I enjoy though, when it's different people who have different strategies playing against each other and listening to some people being like, well, this doesn't deserve it. And not someone else like, but it was on my list and I want my movies on the list, the ultimate list. So I enjoy that. It was a great draft. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I see Lady Panda, who kicked off our uh, whole podcast shenanigans back in September 2022, and a new and a new mom, right? Congratulations! Mm-hmm. So, congrats! And Lady Thank Panda, yeah, signature Lady Panda moves that were done um, in this draft. <laughs> That's also right, Jillian. Jillian <laughs> were. That was on. Uh, yeah. Number one uh, karaoke performance at Bramble Fest. Oh, yeah. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are so sweet. Thank you. <laughs> How you doing? Yeah, I was completely embarrassed the whole time. That was great. I actually uh, taped the whole thing. I just have to be able to send it to you. It's a huge oh, you song. sang Meredith Brooks, yeah, didn't you? She did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was fantastic. Are yeah. you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, did Meredith Brooks. <laughs> Everyone was just singing along with it. It was wonderful. It was really good. It was really good. It was really Thanks. good. Yeah. No, I'm I'm honored that there's like a, a move in the, the Hallmark movie drafts that's the lady passing move. <laughs> <laughs> and it actually happened again. I was like, yeah. there's no way anybody's gonna do that again. But happened um, again to me, Jillian. I know, right? <laughs> happened again to well, me has, twice. I feel like it has to happen to you dan that's right. like that's like yeah. the signature part of it is like it has to happen to dan what are you gonna do <laughs> absolutely. Um, absolutely i totally appreciated how much strategy there was in the play tonight though you guys did awesome and um i think like as it always is nobody's entirely happy with the list as it came out but um it was it was very fun to watch and definitely as emily said hard to keep quiet the whole time because <laughs> so i was like wait what are you guys doing <laughs> maybe i should incorporate like a, a survivor element so you guys become the jury and you get a veto and we're going wow. to the ride yeah. that'd be awesome sign me up for that i know i'm in <laughs> and then at the end do we vote people off <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. I, we, I, we get to veto this- dan He's vetoed off the show. He just, it scares me to think that there's an outside like source that gets a bit like that's like, I'm already thinking through like what I would have done differently. But if you have an outside group that can just vote on a veto, it just, there's, there's no strategy that would hold. You can, everything can be upended at any moment. Um, But it's just like one movie, right? It's not like a person. They get to vote on one movie. Override. if if everyone said christmas detour is an automatic veto like none of us would have had to use our veto i have to i have to think it out i'm just (laughs) i'm just surprised that eventually everybody that was wanting to be admitted got admitted i didn't necessarily do it right away because i wasn't 
looking at it. So my apologies if if you had to wait a little bit, but it was kind of fun. It was fun. It was fun to see your comments and, and hear your reactions. Yumi, did you have a good time? What did you think? Well, I was just laughing because it was hysterical just watching everyone and thinking about like, oh no, what is Dan going to do? Oh no, 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 no. But, um, <laughs> I was just thinking about your survivor element. If you've got that outside panel, it has to be a majority of that outside panel that agrees for the thing that you're going to do, right? Like if you're going to save or you're going to do a veto override or do the veto, I think that would be, um, cause then you've got gameplay on your panel, your, your panel, yeah. and then your jury, your outside jury going, you know, and you only get like you set the parameters of how many times you get to vote for something to get kicked off or saved. So yeah, this might be a 2020. Yeah, this might be a 2025 thing, folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I want to be very clear. This whole like what's Dan gonna do thing only started because Christmas detours played at seven. I right. be very, very clear. <laughs> and then I was vetoed at four. With it was always you, both by Jane. So Jane is the agent of chaos here. I I I, I came here to just play play it right down the middle, and then all all hell broke loose. So so you know you gotta you gotta play the the hand you're dealt. I, well, I, I don't I don't want to point it out, but yeah, you were actually the only person who kept getting vetoed, Dan. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but I will say this: I got nine <laughs> nine out of ten on the list, and I kept my veto and my veto override. You but did. but but I. Like I'm trying in my head to figure out how I could have gotten winner love story off the list or lower. And I literally tried to veto it and it, and they got a veto override. So I just don't think it was happening. The only way I could have gotten it earlier is maybe playing it at 10 or nine and getting that veto out of the way. I don't know. Like, that's my one thing is, is I just hate that movie. <laughs> I just hate it. I hate oh, yeah. it. And I, and I don't like, I just, I hate it. It's not how could good. You, how could you hate that movie? But also love Snowden Christmas, which is a very similar plot line. Snowden Christmas is is as close to perfect uh, a magic Santa element movie that you can have. And, and Winter Love Story is yeah. not is not magical in any respect. No, it the is, road trip, the detour, like the Yeah. Thing. The road trip, yeah, I guess, but like this book tour thing, the all of the stops are really awkward when they're on the radio and the TV and there's no they, she's talking to the crowd, this hostess, and there's nobody in the crowd. And like it just is is hard, you're, man. You're talking about budgetary things, which you can't That's true. But also either. I don't I don't well I'll off the air tell you also why I don't like that movie. How okay. about that? Yeah, okay. <laughs> we can do it when I stop recording, but I think Perfect. you're gonna be I think you're going to be pleased that you hung on to a veto and a veto override because I think for um, I'm thinking of an April draft for you, Bran and Brian, if we work out a time oh, yeah. day, that Bring would it. be on time travel slash time loop. Yeah. So reliving yeah. the same day. All in on that for sure. Or, yeah. Yeah. So you, you could. um Brand will hate it because you will come in with extra power. That's right. That's right. <laughs> There's that. I think the only person that we didn't get a chance to hear from yet is Tracy hanging out out there on the West Coast. Tracy, what did you think? Oh, I I said well, Tracy. I, yeah, I her said, number one was it was always you. Right? Yeah. No, I I'm uh, you know me. I'm big Heine. I love Thai guy, but mm -hmm. I don't like the whole lying thing. That's not my favorite Tyler Hines movie. Um. Uh, yeah. But no, I like the anything for anything for love. That one is so good. Yeah. So yeah. Great job. Great job. Okay. One last time. 
Here is the ultimate list of the 10 best Hallmark movies featuring a When Calls the Heart series regular lead as drafted by Catherine, Jane, and Dan. Here we go. At 10, Christmas in Love. At nine, A December Bride. At eight, The Christmas Shepherd. At seven, A Christmas Detour. At six, The Wedding Cottage. At five, Winter Love Story. At four, My Favorite Wedding. At three, It Was Always You. At two, A Wish for Christmas. And at number one, Anything for Love. Sweet. Way to go, guys. Thank you. Let's all say bye. Mahalo. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Nicely done. <laughs>